Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Recording is now in progress for those who are not in the know. What's going on? Happy Monday. It's the 28th. It's the last one of March, man. You know what that means? It's first, the first quarter's over. Yeah. yeah first yeah. quarter's over. The year's, we, the year's over. We was playing for the fourth anyway. The year's over. You don't got your 2023 plan in place by now. It's going to be it's going to be a tough one. Will Smith, hold your hat. <laughs> Chris Rock, hold your hat. Hold your hat. Hot. Chris got rock. Chris definitely got rock. Hollywood. Anything can happen. You never know. You never know what could happen on Hollywood Boulevard. You never know. <laughs> you think Drake will pull something like that? that you, you never know. know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you think Drake will pull something like that? You never know. Yes. Get everybody in here, man. Shout uh, out to King Richard. Richard Williams, the, the father of Serena and, the, yeah. is he, and is Venus he and the, the beautiful five daughters that he's had. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's alive. alive. He's alive. He was... Uh, his story was honored last night, so let's just remember that. Is Wayne Brady gonna have to slap? How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, we. They said they putting that up there with the Rick James joint, bro. Man, five fingers. That that's now that is the most legendary slap in history. He passed Rick James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He walked up to the Oscar stage. Yeah, it was premeditated rage. We got to talk about home. Calmly. Yeah, suit jacket open and still execute that. That was that was a plan, a vision, and an execution. That's yeah, a fact. shout out to Lapita Dongo. Walked away like it never happened. Sat down <laughs> and continued to talk more shit. Ex- execution. It's all yeah, about execution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ian, what's going on, brother? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Oh, Keith, they said you got speaking to the mic. Peace. Listen, out this bad signal. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm blessed. How you doing, God? Ian, I'm you can good. hear us all. Yeah, I can hear you. All right, all perfect, right, perfect, yeah, perfect, yeah, we perfect. Live. We live in the flesh. This is live in the flesh. Got 19 keys, almost a year since the last time he came on. So, you know, it's, uh, whenever we link up, it's always a legendary vibe. We're going to be talking about so many different things. It's a lot that happened today. Of course, we had the uh, the Tesla stock split, but then we have, you know, just the future of money, NFTs, cryptocurrency, um, Web 3.0, all that good stuff, man. All that good stuff, stuff that we need to hear, we need to know. So, um, 
Keys high level conversations debuted on EYO Network. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Top major. of the charts. Top Amazing. of the charts. Big off debut the off the rip. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you, you download all of that. Like, subscribe, comment, five star general, five star review. Yeah, it's up yeah. On the chart. So we're gonna get into it. So I'll just um run down the um happenings of the week. Big big week for EYL. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Shout out to my brother Shine, the honorable Shine Barrow. It's a new day in the rap game. Yes, we dropping That's good. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. sells records like Sean Poe. Yeah, we hey. interviewed we interviewed Sean lot. Actually, that was the same day that um Ian was uh, uh at Art Basel. Um, yeah. we interviewed Shine live at Art Basel, and um, we've been holding that for a minute. So we're gonna drop that interview tomorrow. Sean Poe, world leader. He'll soon be the prime minister of Belize. Unbelievable we'll life speak story. speak that into existence. Unbelievable life story from 10 years in, in Clinton Max to becoming potentially, you know, a world leader Yeah. Um, in a very short period of time. Tremendous, tremendous turnaround. Just goes to show you, you can turn your life around. Um, so shout out to Sean. That's going to be a dope conversation. That's out tomorrow. And then also um, Wednesday for EYL University, uh, we got my guy credit dude. We're doing a, um, we're doing a, a YouTube live for open enrollment and my brother credit dude is coming. He's going to talk about business credit, something that a lot of you've been asking about the ins and outs of business credit. And we're going to be talking about like just some personal credit stuff as well. 2022 edition. So business credit, personal credit. If you, if you want to get some information on credit, um, Wednesday at eight o'clock. Yeah. Shout out to Jose Rodriguez. Tap in. And yeah. then also. Market Mondays live. Market Mondays live. We will be in Houston, Texas, um, August. I mean, April 23rd. So I'm gonna put the link in uh, the chat. If you if you get your ticket, if you get your ticket to the Houston show, um, Ian, you want to tell them what they get, so I, I don't misquote it. Yeah, no, you, you'll get a stock club for one year. You'll get one year access to. Uh, the Red Panda Sniper program, you'll get a uh, chance to talk to me and people in Dream Team about how to make uh, some coins in a market between like 30 to 100 grand. And also, I want to add something every week until we uh, sell out. I want to give one of you a chance to enter a raffle to get a two hour consultation with me for free. So, you know, if I did that, it would be arm, right. leg, leg, clavicle. Um, so, I want to add that to the pot, and I'm going to give away 10. Uh, assets of reliabilities hoodies and 10 red panda hoodies that i'm going to pay for so uh come to the show <laughs> come to the show that's love that's love yeah for sure so come to the show somebody said they brought tickets to the last show email email us info at earn your leisure right now um and we'll get that sorted out for you it's going to sell out it's going to be you know a lot of surprises if you was at Market Mondays in Apollo, or if you heard about Market Mondays in Apollo, you know that that was a legendary situation. So Houston, first time in Texas that we do an event like this. So it's going to be a vibe. Get your sure. tickets, put pin the link. The link is in the description um, and tap in. See you there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, real quick, yeah, shout out to everybody that was in the book movie club yesterday. Uh, we watched, uh, she did that. And all I heard was incredible, incredible feedback from it. So shout out to G, shout out to Janet, everybody that was part of that. And uh, shout out to MG on the check-in, man. Rent the Gems this week. I know they're going to be on the road in a little bit, but shout out to them. They got a NACA episode coming out this Wednesday, so make sure y'all tap in with that. And tap in with their last week's episode. That was that was incredible. 
they tapped in with uh, my man Sebastian from um, the UK, which was incredible. Uh, so shout out to him and Kiana killing it out there. And shout out to our, our, our good folks at Ally. All right, Earners Red Panda family, we want to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service, innovative financial solutions, and our relentlessly focus on doing it right, both for customers and communities. Get with Ally so you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. For everything we need, we're all better off with an Ally. And shout out to them. Their commercials have been running crazy. I was watching uh, some of the tournament. Like every segment, I saw that Ally commercial. So shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dis- disclaimer. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Do your own research. You know how this works. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment decision based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the pur- purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise people continue to do your research, continue to tune into Market Mondays, continue to execute on the information, continue to give the game back. A lot of people have been doing that. They run up on us and say, look, I made so much of my portfolio. I'm starting to teach my family. We watch Market Mondays together. Yes. There's nothing more humbling. There's nothing more gratifying than hearing that. So please continue to do that. Love is love. Yeah, Ian, floor is yours. Uh, Red Panda family stock club call will be at 930 Central. Tonight is going to be an amazing episode. So please take a lot tonight on Market Mondays and on Stock Club Call. Like I said, you're going to get Stock Club for one year, Sniper for one year, and uh, a chance to want to consult with me for two hours. If you come to Market Mondays Live, I'm going to put on the show. Please put in the chat what you want me to teach, and let's have an amazing show. Um, someone told me this is episode 100, technically. So, Keys, thank you for being here. Troy Rashad, thank you. Oh, 100. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Put some 100s in the chat. Hey, so, I know we're going to keep it 100. <laughs> 99 all, all the way all the way through so since we have our amazing guests here shoddy i know we had a lineup but um if you want to we, we can start with, with keys and, and get right into it if you like to yeah um well i think let's pressure. let's start let's start with the tesla let's start with let's start with tesla pressure. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we give him he's still putting together his notes right. no okay, no yeah, I, I, yeah. I i got i got my notes together i'm ready but now i'm talking about keys, keys. Keys. I mean, oh okay i mean oh come on brother. top of the tizzy you know what i'm saying but I want to, no. I want to, I want to let the people come in. We build up the pressure, then build it up. Let's let, let, let the, let the, the game. Let's start off with Tesla. Let's start off with Tesla. Yeah, let's do that. So Tesla announced a uh, stock split today, um, which was interesting because they just split their stock 15 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, five to one. I believe it was a five to one stock split. Yeah. And uh, since then, Tesla's stock has doubled. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's at uh, close to $1,100 right now. It was yeah. up $84 today on mm-hmm. news of the stock split happening. Potential. They, they're trying to get the votes. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Um, but it looks like it's going to happen. Um, Amazon, Google just announced their stock split. 21. So um, first, let's start off with this, because this was the talk of the stock market today. And my brother, Wall Street Trapper, shout out to Trap. He called me today yeah. on a FaceTime. And he was like, you know, I know y'all got market Monday tonight. I know it's going to be a big show. So I just want to make sure y'all talk about, um, you know, the dividend. He made a post like when they oh, said the like the dividends, it's not actual dividends. Like how you look yeah. at how you think about like a regular stock dividends is going to be dividends in the form of um, just more more shares. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wanted me to say that to the public. Appreciate you trap. FaceTime me and thought that that was something that, you know, people needed to know. So, yeah. How do you feel about this Tesla stock split? Um, I mean, just off the initial speculation of it, obviously we saw the stock go up. So anybody that's been investing in Tesla, 
you know, like we have, it's just like, all right, great. Uh, I'd just be interested to see what the ratio is going to be. I know the last one is five to one. We've seen Google obviously do 20 to one. We see Amazon do something similar. So I'm interested to see what the rate will, what the rate ratio is going to be. Also, um, they have to get the approvals, right? So that's why we said it is proposed, but that approval won't come to the fall. And so we have a few months before we, we can even decide on whether, you know, cause a lot of people like, should I get in before the split or first we got to get the votes and that we won't know that until the fall. So, I mean, Tesla is already one of those, those stocks that we said we're long-term in and that that's, that's not going to change. Um, obviously if it does split better entry points for people who haven't gotten in, but for us who are already invested, it's just, all right, let's have this thing short-term run up and see how long it can go. Ian, what's your thoughts on Tesla? Um, hopefully they'll do a 10 to one split. So the stock double, of course, um, it's been a picking red panda stock club forever. Uh, so for those of you who have held on to a great job, but I think they need to do a 10 to one. Um, very strategic move by Elon, because then I think he can start to push. And I told Stock Club this earlier. If you do a 10 to one split now, you can make the argument that you should be in the Dow mm -hmm. and that the value of Tesla for the American stock market and the American economy is central to our growth. It's more valuable than Ford and GM. Now they can push into the Dow 30. I think it would be a great move for them to to do so i'm hoping for a 10 to 1 split will they get the votes it's a little bit of gesturing and posturing on elon's part but he's campaigning well and i think it will happen in the next year or so yeah the, the 10 to 1 puts them in the 130 something dollar range and so again when josh brown gave us that gem and like like most stocks that are in the dow they actually trade in between that range and so obviously 10 to 1 will get them there so interesting insight right there yeah that, that's one of the reasons why um stock split is because, you know, obviously it makes it more appealing for retail investors, but mm -hmm. also um, we talk about indexes and, you know, that helps as far as the institutionals buying, institutions buying them, mm -hmm. um, you know, pensions, uh, hedge funds, different yeah. things of that nature. It just gives them more exposure on that once once you get added to that index. So yeah. definitely, you know, a 10 to one, a 10 to one split would be very appealing. I think to retail investors that would, that would price it a little more than a hundred dollars a share. Yeah. Um, so you know, anybody that a hundred dollars for a Tesla stock, if, yeah. if you looked at what is what is done over the last couple of years, you would think that that would be yeah. something that's appealing. Another thing I forgot, another thing that Trap wanted me to mention is that um, I think he said that they have Germany, they have a, um, a plant in Germany yep. and they're going to produce a million cars in Germany. So yeah, he wanted me to talk about that yeah. also. Even the day of the news today, they still put a halt on their, their factory in Shanghai for four days over COVID. But the, the inverse of that is if, right? So we see Amazon doing a 21 split, which will bring them down. They could potentially be added to the Dow. You have Google, which could potentially be added, or not Google, uh, Tesla that could potentially be added. When they get added, they're gonna be two companies that have to be removed. And so if people are looking as a hedge or trying to find a, a place to put, we should be looking at the companies in the Dow that aren't performing at the best right now, right? Because if those two are coming, we know two gotta leave. Yeah. Do that homework right now. So everyone in chat, <laughs> please put the two companies that probably will get replaced if Tesla and Amazon go in. It's always a game of who is the better player in that space and can you get disrupted and moved out for a better company? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those, whoever, I mean, there's the companies now probably know who they are, right? Like they're watching like, damn, they do this 10 to one. We know we're on our way out. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's, that's the interesting side of it as well. Yeah. And, and it's a way to kind of fight against a major stock drop also. Cause like a thousand dollars is kind of lofty. It might not be worth that. Mm -hmm. It could easily drop to, you know, 500, that's 50% drop. But mm -hmm. if it does a 10 to one stock, but it goes to a hundred dollars, 
psychologically, that's that's way more reasonable than a thousand dollars. I will say this: Tesla is not Amazon or Google. Just keep that in mind. I right, do believe right, in Tesla. Right, I think right. that they're a very important company. They're one of the most important companies in the world. But there's a big difference between Tesla and Amazon and Google. There's a big difference. So just don't don't think that they're all the same because no. they have they have you know high stock prices right now and they, yeah. they might potentially split. Um, be careful with Tesla because it's still a very volatile stock and um, it's not te- it's not Google and it's not Amazon. <laughs> I don't it's know. Because yeah, we, a big difference. We can make it very simple. Like they're yeah. not those two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to tell you guys, for those of you that are still holding Tesla three year target, um, I did update 1347 is an area that you guys, if you're in it now, can look, if you're on a trade side, can look to get out. I'll put the, the price in stock club um early as well but for everyone 134728 is the area where you can look to exit if you ever trade there all right keys let's let's get into this conversation so what are we talking about fellas <laughs> <laughs> i'm hearing that good tesla talk man I, listen i could just say this i like the way my portfolio looking today yeah i can't say that about every other day you understand me but i can't say um you know uh, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, this legendary platform. Thank you for being here. Legends and some goats. Welcome to the welcome to the Hit Factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to talk about, man. Number one, I know y'all covered a little bit about you know the BAYC boys. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Um, but I think it's important because they're creating a case study for uh, being leaders in the space. You know, and anytime you have leaders in the space, they influence everything that comes after them. You understand me? And you know what we did last year. We had a lot of predictions on this show, a lot of education, and I was just about to say 119% of everything that we said came true. You understand me? I'm just well, saying. Well, scoot it a little bit closer to the mic to people saying if they, they can't said hear your voice is a little low? Yeah. So, you know, now we at this place where, you know, uh, this board at Yacht Club, it was six people that came together. Before they came together, they didn't even have a million dollars, you understand me, from what I hear. You understand me? They wasn't on the radar. They wasn't influencers. They didn't have large platforms. What they did was take advantage of a space that they know was coming. They took advantage of the hype around it, the influence, everything that was happening, and they decided to execute. One of my chief sayings is interact with opportunity. Don't react to success. Right now we are reacting to the success. Right. And because of their success, now they did become, they get to become leaders of the movement. So, Today, what we're seeing is, um, you know, of course, they have a billion-dollar evaluation. Now, we talked about in a high-level conversation, a billion-dollar evaluation just means somebody with a lot of money says you're worth something. You understand me? But you need that. You need friends in high places, and they got them all over at this point in time. We see the courtier, you know, buy into, pour in, leverage your money, your power, your time, influence, you understand me, and everything to increase their branding. Right. And so the board at Yacht Club, uh, of course, they dropped a eight coin, which is currently trending around 14 to 15 dollars right now. Right. Today, they dropped a merch and then they merch was a way to get more people to buy into it. But of course, there were some issues with, you know, Coinbase that they was having with that coin. But the point of it was that people were willing to buy that eight coin to get to their merch. So they're creating use case for utility. You understand me? And not only did they do that, they set up partnerships with different buildings in Miami to where people can pay their rent with it. You understand me? They really want to prove a lot of use case and utility with it. So therefore, and, and not only that, there were so many people that was able to buy into their fund, apes. 
So they're going to be creating a lot of wealth transfer of hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, some people say, you know, up to a billion dollars with the amount of money that they allow people to buy into their project. You understand me? Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And at the beginning of this thing, I told you I didn't care about no artwork. I don't care about no market. It's about what the technology allows you to do. And they've been able to utilize and create a creative business model that allowed them to be able to make billions of dollars. You understand me? Or the circulation of billion dollars in the future project because every time I help somebody create an NFT project, I'm helping you establish a brand, create a business, build a community, utilize a technology. It's not about, you understand me, are we collecting pictures of art? That's only one aspect of how the technology can be used the same way one aspect of, you know, uh, uh, Instagram is you can post a picture of yourself, right? But there's other different use cases and utilities. And what I want us to really pay attention to is the way brands are being built and how we communicating what is value. Because when we talk about the future of money, we're seeing it built out right now. And the cement is still wet where it's not 100% concrete what will be, what will be successful, who gets to influence this space 100%, but there are a lot of leaders deciding to take their place and everybody is ushering to be first. You understand me? And the future of money is interesting. I said this on a breakfast club about you know, um, Sweden, right, made an announcement that by 2030, they're going to be the first place to get rid of physical cash. You understand me? And they were also the first to have physical, you know, uh, cash backed by the bank. You understand me? And then you go over, of course, and you go look at China, and China was the first to create, you know, uh, or, you know, uh, Genghis Khan, Kuba Khan, grandson, he created the first money that wasn't backed by nothing but the fear of death that you have to use this. But at some point in time, that didn't work for him as well because they were printing way too much money. You understand me? And then that's why that fell as well. And when you go over to China right now, today, you don't need any physical dollars. You can utilize your phone. You can utilize the platforms or WePay or whatever else you want to, and you can be completely digital today. So the digital reality and the digital economy is completely growing right now in front of our eyes and there's landscapes and there's shift that's happening. When we look at what's happening with Ukraine, I was talking to 
Rashad and Troy earlier, you understand me, um, in, in, in Russia and how they're utilizing this technology in their war is setting the precedence, right? Bitcoin was always uh, uh, um, going to be involved in the war of currencies. So by investing in Bitcoin, you were investing into a currency war, right? So your money will be involved in that up and down space as things are being built out because of that currency war. You understand me? And the technology of looking at Bitcoin now is not that it being a currency, but it's being a storehouse of value. It being an asset that you just hold. You understand me? And the way I'm trying to get people to understand this new reality that we ushering in is understanding what can be considered money, what can be leveraged as money. You understand me? And the new forms of money, because the industry is being ripped apart from the fabric and the seams. You understand me? There's fractionalization of NFTs. You have DeFi protocol. Staking is probably going to be one of the biggest things. That's increasingly popular more than ever. These DeFi protocols is something that more people should get into. Whether you study and what's going on with Acre and putting your money into that and getting nine point, I think it's 19.5% return. Some giving you 35% return to lock your money up. But that's so dangerous because that's the greatest competition to the banks. Where you want to put your money at? And we're going into an economy where nobody is going to want to have money that's sitting anymore. You understand me? So there's a competition of money. There's a competition of banking that's happening. And the beauty of these spaces fighting right now, you understand me, is that, and of course, this is before, you know, all regulation is set in because they are studying the future of money before they start to regulate so that they can see where they can benefit the best in this space and they can have control and power. Right. But if you are not, if you have a bank account and you don't understand staking and yield farming, that's an issue. That's a liability. Well, you understand let, me? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. God, no keys can go. Yeah, yeah. Y'all uh, told me to, well, y'all told me to get started. Nah, the, leather, the leather has come off. The leather. the leather has come off. That's one layer of the matrix. Yeah. Shout out to, first of all, shout out to you too. 7,300 people hit the like button. <laughs> Hit the like, like button. Let's, I was, let's get into it. I was reading the comments. I was amused by some of them. Nino Brown before the trial was my favorite. <laughs> before the trial. Yeah, before the trial. Before the very, trial. Very dangerous. That's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Um, very dangerous, man. Very dangerous. So let me ask you this. Let's um let's let's bring it back home. NFTs. You. This is perfect timing because we a lot of people still don't understand NFTs. They don't understand like the use case for NFTs. They think it's just like some, some weird art on the internet. So this is a perfect situation that we just came upon. So yeah, um, you brought courtside tickets yesterday uh -huh. to, to Kyrie's uh, home game, his first yeah. home game of the season, the Nets versus the Pelicans. And I was supposed to go with you. Hornets, Hornets. Yeah. The Hornets, Hornets. the Hornets. Yeah. I was supposed to go with you. And uh, I couldn't make it because my son had a basketball tournament in Pennsylvania. So I was out of town. So I told you like last minute, like, bro, I can't make it. And it was like, all right, we, you know, figuring out who we could give the ticket to, we could sell a ticket. And then I kind of had the idea, but you you actually said it. And you was like, um, well, actually, let's make an NFT out of it. Mm -hmm. And literally the game was at 7.30. We had this conversation like four o'clock. And I'm like, you don't think that this is too short time? He's like, nah, make a post. He made a post. He posted it on his page. I posted it on Ernie Leach's page. He made the NFT. And within a half an hour, it was sold. Mm -hmm. Talk about that, because that's a real use case that actually happened in real life within 30 minutes yesterday. Yeah, I think it's the perfect use case. Um, but, and, and it goes into how that whole entire ticket space is going to be disrupted. You understand me? Because I could have chose to put it on a platform and sell it. 
right? Instead, I was able to upload it on my phone, on my own smart contract that I own. You understand me? That's part of the Crown Society. And what happened was I, I uploaded, I utilized Rarible, first of all. So I got the ticket. The ticket is going to give you a barcode to where you get access to the Crown Club. The Crown Club is beautiful once you get down there. Now, listen, I'm not sitting over the seat with courtside for now on. You understand me? I got to <laughs> yeah, yeah. get almost hit by the ball. You know what I'm talking about? I got to feel like I'm in the game. But anyway, uh, once you hit me, I had to think of it because like I tell people, the most, the, the greatest thing right now is your creativity because all of the tools are out there. It's about how you use it, right? So when you think about NFTs and blockchain and all these things, think about how could this be used? That's it. Don't even think so much about what is this technology? Don't get caught up in that. Think about how this can be used. So I say, I got the ticket. Rashad can't pull up. So let's go ahead and make it an NFT. Therefore, I can verify who owns this. Now, I had two options. If I had a lot of time, I could have did a buy or a bid. A buy essentially saying that whoever buys it first owns it, and then they can sell it to whoever's secondary. A bid is saying that in a certain amount of time frame, then people get the bid and whoever wins out in this time frame, then they now own it. So now I'm going courtside to a game. That's an experience. The tickets are already expensive. So I say, wait a minute, we can utilize the platform to push this out to a mass amount of people. Whoever wants that experience of coming to the game with 19 keys and replace of Rashad, then they can buy this NFT. And at any other point in time, I can decide that whoever owns this NFT can get additional value just for owning it. So young brother, his name was Web Surfer. You understand me on the internet, but his real name was Jeffrey. You understand me? Jeffrey seen that post. He said he happened to be down the street from the stadium in Brooklyn. You understand me? He told me that he fired his job. He wrote a book. He had part of the infinite wealth strategies. You understand me? He had a whole testimony. It was a beautiful moment. He bought it. And at first I couldn't find who it was, right? I called you. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to be holding the bag. And they trying to get a refund with that Ethereum. You understand me? So I said, we got to figure out who this is. So then we post sold out, right? Cause it sold out in like maybe 20 minutes. You understand me? You talking about the game about to start in 30. So then I got the bright idea. I say, wait a minute. Everything is transparent on the blockchain. When somebody buys it, I see the transaction. Everybody sees the record of the transaction, right? So therefore I got his wallet address because I see that he was the one who bought it. And I made a second NFT. The second NFT was of the ticket. The first NFT was a picture of, you know, the crown's keys NFT. And so he bought that first one. I seen who bought it. And then I made a second NFT and I sent it to his wallet. The second NFT was the actual ticket with the barcode on it. Mm. You understand me? So therefore, when he got it in his wallet, he can go to the door, scan yeah. it, then he gets access. Now, he told me it's crazy because he must have told a friend that he bought it and he didn't know I sent this to him. But because everything is transparent, his friend seen that it was in his wallet. You understand me? So his friend told him, like, yo, here go the ticket in your wallet. So then he pulled up, grabbed the ticket, came to the game. And the young brother had an experience of a lifetime. And let me so, let me just say one last thing about this. Um, so this is this is something that I don't want to take for granted because the first thing I was talking to Troy, I'm like, I want to resell a ticket because I'm yeah. not going to make it. So Troy, he's giving me the information on how to actually sell a ticket, like on StubHub, mm -hmm. which would have just been sold to a random person, and StubHub would have got their commission, and that's how people usually go about it. Yep. But Keys had the idea to actually make it an NFT. Yeah. And now it's an experience, right? So now somebody from his community actually purchased it. So it's not just a random person that you sit next to. So now you offer an experience. How much did you sell a ticket for? 
it was 1.8 ETH, so that's around 5,200. So he sold the ticket for $5,200 within 30 minutes. Um, so that's that's actually like a game changer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially for people who go to, to games and concerts. Like he got me thinking like, damn, that's kind of a hell of experience. Because one of the things we do is like, if we going somewhere, we sitting in the front. But saying. on top of sitting in the front, the experience of actually going to places with us, that's kind of ill. But you know what? I was thinking it while you were saying the story and when I heard about it last night. That could have been, there could have been royalties on that ticket. Like yeah. if they would have sold it, but did you, so did you do that? Did you put like a royalty if it got resold? Yeah, I got 10% royalties on there. Ooh. And so look, I can decide right now. I can say, well, whoever gets that, whoever owns that ticket on the 19th of April, you understand me? You can, uh, uh, I'll fly you out to LA and be on my podcast, high level conversation. So now, so it, now it just added a whole nother level of value into ownership of that nft mm. you understand me so now somebody be like oh well, i feel like that's worth ten thousand dollars i want my business to be on the platform you understand me and they decide he could put it on sale for two eth 10 eth you understand me and somebody will buy that and for the rest of eternity i can decide what value i want to attach to that nft mm. you understand me because it's like a membership pass at this point how, how so obviously this happened pretty quickly what about the gas fees that are associated? What were they high? Because those people uh, are trying to figure out, oh, wait, uh, there's a lot of gas fees. So number one, how were the gas fees? And then I guess for people who are not in the know, can you tell them what the gas, yeah. what gas fees are? I think I paid maybe like 40, 40, $50 in gas fees. And the second one, interesting, something happened where I don't think I paid any gas fees on one aspect of it. I was able to put one of them up there and they it was like $0 in gas fees. You understand me? So I, at, at the whole transaction, maybe a hundred dollars in gas fees. That's not bad. You understand me? Maybe. What right? question for you? Yes, so sir. For those who are at home watching, and I know there may be 50% of the people who may not understand still, mm -hmm. even though you did the eloquent and amazing breakdown. Would you say, because the way business is changing forever, that NFTs are being used as like a membership site or an incentive based way to get people to do business with us? So for the layman, Let's say we have a 50 year old or a grandma who doesn't understand outside of utility. What is the most effective way you're seeing yourself and, and board eight yacht club use NFTs to conduct business community. The connection in the community is what first draw people to buy into the project in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. When I wanted to buy into crypto punks is because I thought about, well, if it's only 10,000 of these, you understand me only probably 4,200 owners. Right. And a large percentage of these owners are high net worth individuals, celebrities, influential, some of the top 1% in the world. I want to be a part of that club. You understand me? So now anything attached to that ownership and anything that happens, that's something I have in common with the people who also own it. So Jay-Z bought one. Well, one thing that me and Jay-Z got in common is that we both own a very rare piece, you understand me, of art. It's digital art nonetheless, but we are somewhere, you understand me, interconnected in the same club. So I think the community aspect is the most beautiful thing because what's happening with the apes? Everybody wants to be an ape. They want to be a part of the club because when you're not in the club, you're outside. And the worst thing is to be standing in line wanting to get inside. You understand me, especially when access come with privilege. Right. And so the club aspect is the most beautiful because these people are saying, well, listen, we now are going to give this and people are using it really as a status symbol at the same time. Yes. yes. At, the, at the most simplistic level, it's a status symbol. You understand me? It's the new Rolex. It's the new Lambo. You understand me? It's the new stunt. And with all the verification happening from Instagram. Right. 
from uh, Twitter, right? And all these places, everybody's yeah. going to eventually have a verification for it. Like, yeah. please do not look at what the future is and be like, okay, this is the length of where the space is going. No, these are just people who are early in the space, mm -hmm. but these are going to be standards in the world. You understand me? When people really catch on what this means. So there's no way, you know, like, bro, who bought that? There's only uh, one other person that has that type of NFT from my collection. And this is, brother, I'm going to fly out. Him and his son, I'm giving him an NFT every month for 19 months. You understand me? Flower, his son, had dinner with them, put him on a podcast, shoot content with him. That's an amazing experience. When he's done with that experience, he can decide to sell it to somebody else, and I can add whatever value I want to. You become a part of an exclusive club. I went out to France. My bro, I, I was King there. G. I was there. Yeah. We we had a we had a legendary night. You were yeah. very legendary. Shout out to everybody <laughs> in the room. <laughs> yes. I went out to France. A Crown Society member hit me up and said, "Listen, I got a restaurant." Yep. I wouldn't have really listened to that text or that that DM if he didn't say Crown Society member first. But now I got a connection when he a part of my community. I'm not ignoring nobody in my community. You understand me? He said, "I have a restaurant. Come here. I'm gonna take care of you." So I'm checking it out. Like, oh, this. I'm thinking maybe like a promoter for something. I literally get there. He own it. His uncle at the door, like, what's up, Keys? The whole family tapped in. You understand me? And, and, and it was beautiful because that's the connectivity that we can have internationally. You understand me? So, like, everybody that's in a red panda, everybody that's an earner, imagine when Instagram decided to create those verification badges. Now you can tell who's a part of that community. You understand me? Because they bought into it. Mm -hmm. So now it's going to be like, I'm inside, you outside type of thing. Then yeah. once you start putting money levels on it, this one costs 20,000, this costs 30,000. Now you know what level a person playing with. You might be inside the club, but I'm in the VIP section. And the thing that I was explaining to Stock Club, look at it like this. What Board Ape Yacht Club did was the digital manifestation of what Fire Festival was trying to do. Think of it that way. They were selling exclusivity, events and things that would never happen anywhere else. So for those of you that are still lost, just think of what all the high-end brands do which is, hey, it is a status symbol and there are perks that comes with that. This is just the digital version of that. Yeah, it's very interesting, the space that we're in. I want to take a step back if we can. And um, I know we spoke about this before, but there's new people. Can you just explain what an NFT is? Because I feel like there's still some people that have not a good understanding of what an actual NFT is. The simplest way um, to understand it is it creates digital ownership. You understand me? Digital real estate, if you will. And um, there's a way where you can create and embed digital items on the internet. You understand me? That only you own and you can transfer it to somebody else and then they now have ownership. One of the issues that was solved with money was a double money problem that you can't use the same money twice, right? that physical dollar solved that problem. If I give you one physical dollar, the transaction that validates it is now you have this dollar is yours. I no longer have it in my hand. But digitally, how do we do that? So on the blockchain, there's a transaction that takes place that say that Rashad uh, uploaded a picture and this picture said it comes with, you know, one physical item, right? When Rashad uploaded, it, there is one mathematical equation that says that it's just his. It is in only his wallet. He has this digital wallet that he holds it in. The same way when a person owns a, um, a internet, a .com, you understand me, to where it say, hey, I own red.com. You cannot go and create red.com. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if I can transfer red.com to your wallet, you now own it and I don't own it at all. So now here's this digital, you understand me, uh, 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 asset that is now transferable. 
right? And so the internet with Web 2 was, at first it was read only with Web 1. Then Web 2 was, you got HTTP, you understand me, which is basically a platform you can use to build on, mm -hmm. right? And so by being able to build with that HTTP, www dot, right, on the World Wide Web, you was able to create platforms that you own. I can bring people to this space that they can read what I got going on. Then it became a place where I can put videos and stream. This is my part of the internet that I own. You understand me? Beyond, you know, the rules and the, the, the laws and regulations that the government can put on, you know, the internet and cut me off, basically, who owns that ISSP, I believe it's called, right? So when you're talking about NFTs, you're talking about simply creating digital assets, you understand me, that can be owned, transferred, validated, you understand me, and can't be changed once they on the blockchain. You, so you, you broke down Web 1, uh -huh. Web 2.0, uh -huh. and so people keep hearing Web, Web 3.0, and they keep hearing it, and they, they don't have a clear understanding of it. Can you break down exactly what Web 3.0 is? Web 3.0 is the ability to own your data, essentially. That's what Web3 is about, owning your data. You know, even with a .com, you never own it. It's like a house. You always got a mortgage on it. You always got to pay taxes. You understand me? But now what you create on the internet, you can own. I can take that .com and I can take it off the internet and put it in my wallet where it don't even exist no more, right? With that, it's like with a, with a .com, you got to continue to lease it, right? You understand me? You have to continue to refresh it. But the beauty of this is... You know, um, and, and this is basically the shift that we see in all around the world is all about ownership. Me being able to own my data of what I put on this internet and nobody else can have it because I can take something digitally, put it in my cold wallet, which is a physical wallet, and now it only exists in one place. So when you look at in Ukraine, people talking about crossing the border with physical dollars, that can be stolen. But if they can remember a, a, a password key in their head, you understand me, 15 words, then that means that they can take a billion dollars across the border that nobody can take away from them. Because all the- My bad, brother, go ahead. I'll just go say that last part is all you have to do any place in the world when you get some internet is log on to the internet. You understand me? Type in your, your phrase that you own that's connected to your wallet that will only open, you understand me? There's a, so there's a phrase, a key phrase that will only open this account. Right. Yeah, yeah. So anywhere on the planet Earth, nobody else has access to it but the owner of that key. You own that. So you can literally have a billion dollars that only exist in your head that nobody else can have access to unless they have access to that key that's connected to it. So literally the keys, you know, I mean, no pun intended, was the key that started all of this when they was able to create them cryptographic keys. You understand me? That's what started the revolution of this whole blockchain space. Yeah. So the key holder holds the spoils, right? So yeah. And that's why we, we try to talk to people, especially when we first got in the space when we had the nano ledgers. And it was like, yo, there was a 20 code password to get in. Yeah. And it was like, well, it's cool if you write it down. But the most important thing is that you store it and you keep it in a safe place. Because mm -hmm. if you lose that, there goes your wealth. Get tattooed on the bottom of your foot. Quick question for you. No economy or government has <laughs> ever. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> That's toy. <laughs> uh, no economy or government has ever been big on people having ownership. Do you think that the royalty mm -hmm. or ownership model of Web3 is being introduced because the economy is slowly collapsing globally? Yeah, and I think that, you know, it's a part of the collapse of the government. You understand? It's a collapse of society itself. 
you know, trust in the government is what allows us to take part of it because we trust that we can store our assets there and they will be safe, right? The banks never really earned our trust. They bought it. You understand me? They branded it. They created beautiful mausoleums of what looked like wealth. And we trusted those people that looked like money. You understand me? And so they gave us bank accounts. You understand me? Credit cards, all of these different financial instruments. But we now no longer need them to have access to those financial protocols. We can use those on our own. Right. And so the ability to manage your own wealth looks like basically I no longer have or need or I no longer have trust in the systems that used to manage it for me. So when the people no longer trust the native currency, that's hyperinflation. That means I no longer trust this government. They printing too much money and they doing too many things to put my future in their hands. You know, so there are dystopian things that can happen from that though as well. So people have to be careful when we talk about CBDCs. I don't know if y'all want to get into that. Um, but it's like, when you look at China and they have those, what they call them, the social credit, you understand me to where, imagine if you go to the store, everything is digital. This is a dangerous part of everything being digital. You go to the store and you try to scan your uh, phone to buy something. And they say, well, we will allow you to buy in our store. Once you stop posting so many things on the internet that we consider to be uh, uh, dangerous, right? That, that, that pops up on the screen. You understand me? And you're like, whoa. And then what you realize is your whole digital identity is connected to a system, which makes it somewhat easier to control people because now you may own it, but you won't be able to use it. Right. And so the whole decentralized model is that to not put it back into those hands where people can control it and use it against you by giving you access or not giving you access. So can we talk about how crypto plays a part in this? And maybe you could tie in um, board eight. Their, uh, their crypto that they dropped. Yeah, the ApeCoin. Yeah, the ApeCoin, how crypto is playing a part in, in the NFTs, Web 3.0 and all of that. Well, it's the future of money, man. The future of money is these new currencies that's being circulated, right? Um, it's, it's interesting, you know, even when I look at Tesla, I look at Amazon, I look at all these large companies, they are all deciding to make more and more and more of their own thing, right? Nobody can trust anybody to manage anything for them anymore, right? We talked about this earlier during the pandemic um, when America has to go through China to get supplies and resources, you understand me, for masks and things of that nature and ventilators, that's dangerous. And when we look at what's happening with the sanctions on Russia and they can put financial sanctions and, you know, uh, uh, practice economic warfare, the other countries start to feel vulnerable. You understand me like, whoa, this same thing can happen to us. There's no country in the world that would look at that and be like, I want to be in that same position. No matter if you have a plan on invading somebody or what, it's a dangerous position to be in, not just for a country, for a human being. So there's a lot of people that's deciding to say, it, we look at what's happening in Canada. They, they freezing people because they want more social control over the people, right? All of these models is shifting people's mindset more towards these new DeFi protocols and tools. You understand me? And now people are deciding, well, I could use a physical dollar, right? It is the most, a physical dollar, number one, is the most advanced use of money in a certain sense, right? It's automatically validated. It, it, it can't be tracked in a certain sense, right? It was a powerful thing that was created. So we're not just going to look at that as, as you know, and, and overlook that. But what the future is going to is what, what money and what value even means, right? Like if I'm a part of a community, 
and we have our own currency, the only thing that makes money real is belief in it, mm-hmm. right? That I decide and, that and I will use it, you will use it. And the and, military and, backing, military. of course. Yeah. You understand me? Or, or intrinsic value connected to it, like when it was backed by gold, right? And we decided gold was valuable because of its scarcity. You understand me? But now, if I'm an ape, right, it becomes a cultural thing. And they say that not only am I an ape, I have an ape coin. I believe in this ape coin. It's backed by the community, the culture, the belief, right? And I can spend it at different places to buy things that I want. Imagine if that community and any community has a project decide to make everything for their community to where you no longer have to go outside the community. This is how any people sustain themselves is when you can produce everything you consume, you become Mm -hmm. a prosumer, right? So not only I have a community, I have currency, right? We have rituals, right? We have culture inside this. This is everything that we need. The people need what? Water, food, clothing. We create land, entertain it. You don't have to go outside us at all. Mm -hmm. You can buy everything here. That is a model for building a society. So as society falls, societies are being built in microcosms. Real quick. So uh, from an investment standpoint, we saw Bitcoin, obviously the most popular cryptocurrency, Mm -hmm. go over 45,000. 47,000, up 15%. Ethereum is up 15%. Mm. And so there's some news and we kind of told people about this, but the merge, everybody's talking about the merge of Ethereum going from proof of work model to proof of stake model. Can you talk about the importance of that and what that means for Ethereum long-term? Because a lot of people like, should I invest now? Should I invest now? A lot of people, they hear like, should I be bullish because of this merge? What's your take? So they was going to call it Ethereum 2.0 and they decided that they wasn't going to do that because they said the mental model of that is that people thought it was something separate and it's not. You understand me? Um, and there was already scams popping up of people saying that, yo, come over here. We got Ethereum 2.0, uh, uh, download your wallet here. So they decided to just call it Ethereum. Now, one thing that people have mistaken about this new merge is they think that it's going to lower gas prices and it's not. You understand me? That's not what it was actually designed to do. Um, what's going to happen most likely, um, number one, it's supposed to increase um, the amount of money you get from staking, right? I think they said there's like 10 million wallets right now um, that's currently staking um, Ethereum. I got my notes somewhere in here. Because um, this is the one thing that I did want to talk about because you know, I put out my price prediction. I, I, I asked Ian, can I borrow his... his... <laughs> <laughs> Send it to you first class. <laughs> I asked, got can it. I borrow it? You know what I'm saying? I got, I got permission first. Uh, <laughs> and then I put out a price prediction that... And this price prediction is based on the fundamentals of the entire thing. It's not based on anything else. It's just based on looking at when this merge takes place, the amount of wallets that's going to be there, the type of protocol that's happening, that is going to take the price up to a certain point. Now, the question you really want to ask yourself is, should I have money in there before the merge or Mm -hmm. after, right? So the issue that was coming up was uh, some people believe that you won't be able, if you stake right now, some people believe that you have to keep it staked till after the merge, right? So people not being able to take their money and not having control of your money is sometimes a, a very dangerous thing. But an argument on the pro side for it is that the possibility is that, I think is at 4.5%. I want to get my notes for this because I don't want to get wrong on this because I was doing a whole study and a whole breakdown on this because this this could be a great opportunity for a lot of people, right? Um, 
So it won't change the gas fees. Yep. But the layer two scaling options is what you're talking about when you may see the gas fees change, right? And that's basically what people are using Ethereum and building on that blockchain with, right? Like Optimism, um, Arbitrum, and Polygon Network, right? Those are where if you want to go into lower gas fees and you want to utilize Ethereum, then that's where you're going to be looking at, mostly in the Polygon Network. Now, these are not as popular as Ethereum, right? But they have a lot of space for expansion right now. You understand me? And when you're talking about right now, the contract is called EIP 1559, and it has a burn rate of 1 million ETH per year. And so what this is doing is making it um, sound money to where it's deflationary, right? So they're trying to stabilize this money so they can have a model where as it's burning, more people are adopting it, more people are staking it, more people are taking their um, Ethereum off of these platforms and they holding it, right? That's stabilizing the money. And when you talk about just economic fundamentals of supply and demand, it's going to grow the price of Ethereum, mm -hmm. right? Now, modest levels of everything goes right over the next few months. You're looking at a minimum of $5,500, right? And I ask uh, a question real quick to jump in. To yeah, go ahead. Contrarian. Man, dude, hey, listen, man. I'm, that's what I, I'm here for. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. If, if most people figured out or discovered that JP Morgan has a considerable interest in Ethereum, do you think it'll still hit that price? If JP Morgan has a considerable interest, I don't think the average, do. I don't think the average person uh, 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 cares. I just think the average person want to make some money. So do you think the whole argument about crypto being decentralized and people caring if it is, is bullshit? Or was I, it a great talking point? Let me, let me just say something about that. I don't think, I think the average person doesn't care if crypto is decentralized. Mm -mm. That's crypto purist. And that's a very few people. At this point in time, most people are not crypto purists. Most people are crypto novice, including people that have a lot of money in crypto. They're not, they're not investing in cryptocurrency for the theoretical idea of decentralization. Yeah. They, they invest in cryptocurrency because they think it's the wave of the future and they see it as an opportunity to make money. That's just my own personal opinion. That's just the eye test that I see. Yeah. I agree. I mean, look at the adoption rate in America. And then you got it across the world. Those same fundamental Paris ideas are revolutionary. And the average person ain't revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Like, I would love for it to be decentralized, right? But the reality of it is all these platforms are about to do KYC. You understand me? They're coming under more scrutiny and more control. And I, you tell I them think, what KYC is? Uh, know your customer to where you got to fill out the forms for identity. You understand me? There's platforms now where you can uh, 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 get some money on there, right? And you can automatically send money to somebody else or stake some money where you start earning interest on your money. And there's nobody that has to know your identity. You understand me? And what the government wants to do is they want to track it because if they can track it, they can tax it. You understand me? And this is, and not only that, we're talking about data. You understand me? So if you have all of these people that are spending money, staking money, moving money in all these different places, and they can't track that data, then they can't capitalize off that data, spending habits, right? What people are thinking and doing with their money. So the issue that, you know, any of these corporations have is they want to be able to monitor this shit and figure out algorithms that they can create to make sure that they can capitalize over every aspect of human capital. And what you do on a daily basis with your habits and your money is a very important metric of data that is used as a selling point. You understand me? So, you know, with this uh, Ethereum 
And, and here, here's my thing is none of these things have to be or have to come into play because if it doesn't stake, if the merge doesn't happen the right way, then it might not make it yeah. to that 5,500. You yeah. understand me? There's a lot of different things that have to come into play for that number to work. And then that really could be a smaller estimate because once a lot of these institutions figure out these numbers, you know, they're going to want to get in. And once they start buying into it, then you go see it really spike, right? And 5,500 is a low estimate. I think it can really go much higher than that, especially with Ethereum having such a powerful brand name, you understand me, in this space, right? And really the protocols around it, I think, because this what they say is 10.6 million ETH staked. You understand me? That is a lot, right? And with this amount of ETH being burned, you just start looking at the fundamentals of possibility, right? And it's a great possibility that it can rise. But we live in a world of who knows what tomorrow will be. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you ended with that because the uncertainty, like you said, it's like a different level of engineering when you're trying to do something like this. Mm -hmm. And there's no timetable. So like they could ask you, Yo, when do you think it's going to happen? It's not going to happen until it's ready. No. Nah. <laughs> like, that's the real answer. I mean, it's not up to Vitalik. You understand me? Right. He Listen, this is a, like, this is like a, every major player in the world <laughs> has a stake, no pun intended, in this space yeah. right now. I'm talking about people with billions, infinite, like when you talk about billions, you're talking about people who have an infinite amount of money at their disposal. That's what we're talking about. Luna so these hedge funds. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about the Black Rock to the world and these all of these families that everybody talk about in conspiracies. Don't you think they want to have their hand in making sure that they have consistent control and it's never going into the hands of the people where they don't know what the future go be? Absolutely. So they are planning, planning, planning. And at the end of the day, the, the, the beauty of it is just there that there exists the opportunity to where we can benefit off some of it and we can use the technology for ourselves. And then the aspect of investing world is just saying that the more understanding I have, I can make better decisions for me and my portfolio and my family, you know? So the information is just to help you make decisions on what you want to do with your money next. It's almost 8,900 people, almost 9,000 people on YouTube. 8,900 people on YouTube, almost 9,000. Hit what's, the like button. Hit what's, the, the, what's the uh record? 13,000. Oh, no, 13,000, yeah. <laughs> 13, Put out the back hole. But, but, but I'll go grab the leather jacket. <laughs> go get the leather jacket, B. Go, let's go get it. We push it. I'll, I'll choose violence. I'll go Will. We're we pushing nine. We haven't seen 9,000 in, in, in a minute. So, you know, 9,000 is a good number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to get the jacket or no? I, I got some. Get the jacket, get please. Can we, can we talk about Dallas? Please, let's do it. Okay. That's one of my favorite subjects. Let's do it after you send the back call out. Yeah, back call has been sent call. out. Pineapple juice is on the way. Yeah. Let's go. Listen, man. The Dow, I think, is probably one of the most beautiful. I use that word beautiful ideas in this space because I think there's so much um, social entrepreneurship that we can do with it. Muhammad Yunus had the Greenman's Bank. Um, and what he decided to do that was basically he wanted to finance women. You understand me? But he wasn't really trying to do a for-profit model. Um, but he did it with microfinancing with women. And basically, he created it to a point where they was able to pay back the loans. You understand me? And he proved it to be a successful model. But what he understood was that, you know, the original bankers were the community. You understand me? You get a loan from the community. You are part of that community. The community going to make sure you pay that back. You understand me? And I think the beauty of that is it, it ties people together with circular economics. 
right? And so when we're talking about DAOs, it represents decentralized autonomous organizations. So the natural structure of a corporation, you go look at, there's going to be a CEO, CFO, right? Uh, all of these people that work under there, like a pyramid shape. And the DAO, and you can build a DAO however you want to, right? Um, because when you're talking about smart contracts, um, that's what the DAO runs off of. And when a person is going to come to you about a project of building a DAO, they want to know, because you don't want to just build, if today you was like, yo, let's do a DAO, you want to know how far you want to take this into the future, right? As much, if you can give me as much details of how big your vision is, they can create the code in a certain way where it can expand, right? So the beauty of what I'm seeing with some DAOs, let's, let's say we got um, the WOW DAO, which is the world of women. The world of women simply uses it to uh, uh, people get the vote on what happens next. Now, the people that get the vote are the actual holders, right, of the tokens. Well, most people always fail to think about NFTs as tokens, like digital tokens. It's non-fungible tokens, but people yeah. never think about the token aspect, right? So the tokens give you a certain percentage of voting power. So we say, listen, if we have an EYL DAO and a Market Monday DAO, the, and everybody buys into the EYL token and we put a vote who y'all want to be, what y'all want to be the next subject on Market Mondays, right? There's a time frame. Let's say we got one hour, right, on Sunday at 1 p.m. where you get the vote from one to two. Everybody who owns it will be able to have access to vote in this DAO and they get to decide what happens next, right, with the show. But this is the showdown. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say that the show actually gets sponsors because we got sponsors over here. You have to talk about your <laughs> no, so let's say the sponsors come in and you make a million dollars profit. Now, built into this smart contract is say that every token holder, we're going to take 50 percent of our profits and we're going to pour it right back into the people. So let's say you, you spent $10,000 to buy one of these NFTs, but now you're getting a percentage, right, of the profit and the royalties that come into the show. And this is not something we can go and change. This is just mathematics. Once yeah. it's built into there, there's nothing we can do about it, right? That money is going to automatically go into your wallet. You're automatically going to have this voting power. And this is going to be a decentralized autonomous organization, meaning that it's not one central power who owns it. It's owned by the collective. Now, don't get me wrong. There's ways you can write these DAOs up to where you can have more power than others or you make more money than others. But that's up to the due diligence of the people who buy into it and decide that this is a DAO I like based on the fundamentals and the white paper that's written about this. Is, is the DAO limited to the digital space or could people create that DAO and not only get obviously digital land, but actually create DAOs and have actual physical real estate as well. Hold on, let me just make an announcement. 9,100 people that, that text worked uh, got us over the, the support resistance level of, of 9,000. Good job, so job well done. I was no either. Yeah, we broke, yeah. We, bro we broke the uh, the RS level. So um, talk to me. So yes, everybody hit the like button, 9,200 people. Um, yes, Market Mondays is too big to fail. It's way too big to fail. You ain't even too a part of the vocabulary. To <laughs> too big to fail. It only gets bigger. Okay. So this DAO idea, because this here's the thing. This is why I talk about creative agency and intelligence. You can get as creative you want to with DAOs. Right. That's the beauty of it. Like, imagine if the whole democratic system was a DAO. You understand me? I think I've seen, I'm not even going to say her name. You understand me? But she was talking about how uh, the U.S. government should be transparent on where they spend our money. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And I believe that's so. And imagine if the America is a corporation, 
You understand me? It's incorporated as a corporation and a trust. So imagine instead of there being a president, the people as a true democracy voted what happens next, what goes with the tax dollars. Now, the way that they do that is every citizen has a certain amount of voting power like we do today. You understand me? And they put things to a vote to where it's not a Supreme Court judge that come in and say, even though the people didn't vote for it, we still get to decide this in law and legislation. Nah, the people say, listen, we want to take money away from overfunding police and put it into, you know, parks and put it into development of the city. And, 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 and like we in New York right now, there's, uh, uh, the subways are terrible when it comes to the standard of living, if you compare it internationally, Respectful. right? You can take billions. Well, I mean, Not listen, it's, it's really kind of <laughs> disrespectful is. to the people it that is. It you should, you, it's no way. I don't, I don't think nobody in New York that takes that subway every day wouldn't vote to have their tax dollars, you understand me, transferred over to the public works, you understand me, in, in a transportation system. You go to London, you and them double-decker uh, buses, man, it's clean in there. It's mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. you, you ride on the tube out there, you understand me, it's clean, it's nice. Why isn't that same thing applied here? It's because we got sisters of capitalism. It ain't about improving the quality of life. It's about maximizing profit. So instead, if you got a Dow that said, well, this month we want to vote on if that's where we want to spend our tax dollars. You understand me? And so let's say we putting up this vote for a billion dollars. So at number one, it decreases the need to have leaders, you understand me, in these positions because the people decide, the collective energy of the people decides what's best for them. And that is a true system where people have, if you want to talk about democracy, but we live in a republic system, right? So these DAOs, I can also say, you know, let's look at all hoods in America. If you take a blueprint, uh, Dr. Wesley did a uh, study on zip codes in America, where he showed you the quality of air in every city, right? Um, and then he also looked, where are their food deserts? It's terrible in Oakland. It's terrible in D.C., you understand me? And ba if you can, Baltimore. Baltimore. You understand me? Chicago. You connect that with criminality. You connect that with uh, the prison rates. You understand me? You connect that with the disease rates, the obesity, all of those different things. Well, what if we got a Dow? So now we have, you know, our Oakland Dow. Because I'm from Oakland, so we go, you know, I'm going to start with Oakland, right? We got the Oakland Dow. So Oakland Dow is this. Town business. Real town business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. <laughs> um, everybody buys into the Oakland token. You understand me? So everybody get the Oakland token, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So everybody get the Oakland token. And what happened is, is that all of a sudden now, let's say you got uh, 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 millions of people buying into it now and, and they putting in, pouring in as much money as they can afford and all of a sudden they get to a billion dollars. Now these billion, this billion dollars is now a pot that people get to vote on what they want to have happen in the city. You understand me? Now, and let's say it's not even the people because you got the token, because uh, 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 there's two ways this can go. The city can pour the money into it and then the people decide what to do and vote on what happens in the city. So if they say, well, I don't think we need more police. I think we need to focus on community programs and mental health models, right? I think we need to plant more trees and beautify the neighborhood because when people are in a beautiful environment, they behave different. I think that we need to uh, put money into educating our children on financial literacy. You understand me? I think that we want to put money into uh, um, food trucks, right? And create bodegas, right? On every corner where there is a liquor store, we replace it, right? With food bodegas and we make it harder to get liquor than it is to get fruit. You understand me? And so once we change those models, it changes the conditions and the environment that the people live in there.
So now we got this money to work with and the people decides where it goes. Now let's double this. Let's say a percentage of the money ain't just going into the public works. Let's say it go into the space where we're voting on entrepreneurs to fund. So let's say that each family gets to decide because, you know, families of large families, you got entrepreneurs. The only thing that they lack is resources. You understand me? And the ability to have access and democratization of, you know, finances and access to money is the whole key issue here. So we say, listen, this family gets to present, uh, um, you know, uh, their business plan and we can decide as a community whether we will vote to issue them money. And then once they make a profit, maybe we own 10% of their business or 20% of their business or 30% of their business, right? For three years. And the smart contract that's written in between us will automatically execute to say, once this three years is up, now you own this. Or once you recoup us our funds, now you have complete 100% control of your business. The money goes back into the pot. And then there's a dividend paid to the people based on the profits that is made from the businesses that they have voted for to invest in. Right? For you. Yes, sir. Um, so in the same instance with AMC and GME or GameStop last year, when everyone was saying retail took over hedge funds and then we told you on Market Mondays, it was really a lot of hedge fund employees that were acting as retail investors who helped run the price up yeah. for these DAOs. What's the probability that people outside of our community and those that are in influential positions can hide inside of these DAOs and then destroy the plan that is set forth inside of that DAO? So, I mean, it, it depends on how you build it, right? That's the whole point of it, right? Security first, right? So if you build a model to where you don't allow one person to have that much control, right? Mm -hmm. See, here's what's going to happen, right? Because I think you bring up great points. And that's why, you know, you're going to be on the committee for our DAO. You understand me? <laughs> to make sure we stay safe. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> safe, <laughs> Super safe. Because a person can build a bot and try to get a thousand positions. You understand me? But if you connect it to where a person has to have a citizen registry to where this, in order to even buy in, it has to be connected to an identity where we know you're actually in that community. You understand me? You know you're a citizen of that community. Now, let's say if there's only 1 million people in population, then that means that there should be only 1 million accounts that should be created, right? So now if you're a corporation that's trying to buy in some of them citizen slots, we're going to know. Because number one, we don't allow a person to get enough ownership where they can have control over the DAO itself. Or you can say 20% of this we will allocate to allow corporations to buy in, right? So yeah. this is where institutions can buy in. So we're not trying to lock you out, but what we're trying to make sure that it stays fair, yeah. right? So it's, it's almost like an equity play where you're only allowing a certain amount of equity for them to even get in. Absolutely. Gotcha. I mean, you know, that's how business models are today to where it makes sure that people don't have too much control over a company. And, and you take those same models, that same intelligence that people have to protect their companies from hostile takeovers, and then you put it into the DAOs. For those running the DAO, are they looking for privacy in them if they're using crypto or do they not mind being exposed to who they are? Because because one one side of it is people saying, hey, I like in crypto, no one doesn't know the identity, but I can verify wallet. Some people are saying, hey, privacy has been dead forever. We don't want it exposed. So which side of the, the lane do you think most DAOs will end up on? I think it depends on the type of DAO. Um, okay. I think that there are certain models where if it's a for-profit DAO, then some people may want to hide behind the guise of being an angel investor, 
having mm-hmm. a trust invest in their estate or whatever, and you not knowing who it is, right? Because this is a for-profit a model. We're here to make money, not to be exposed for making money, right? But then you're going to have social entrepreneurship where it has good impact and it's profitable, right? And I think some of those are where people are going to want to be transparent. You understand me? I want you to know I'm a part of this, right? Yeah. Because what we're doing is doing good for the world. Like, look at the ESG mafia. I call them the ESG mafia. You understand me? The, the environment, social governance. Like, we talked about this when we had our conversation. You understand yeah. me? Uh, you know, that's one of the things with Bitcoin and Ethereum and why they have to update their uh, uh, um, they contracts and they merges and, and, and their scalability to decrease the amount of energy used. Because I believe the next generation go care about that more than racism. You understand me? They go care about environment more than racism. I get racism another 30 years. You understand me? To where it's just pure classism and environmentalism and things of that nature. You feel me? That's my prediction model. Uh, and, and then, of course, that's just based on population uh, rates as well. What becomes the majority? What becomes the minority? And what the children of the future care about? Because they control what the politics will be, Right. And so when we're talking about those type of models, I believe that if it's a nonprofit model to where it's helping out the world, it can be as transparent as possible. But today there's always ways. I don't care where you at, who you are. There's always ways to hide your money in your name legally. You can put something in a trust and nobody has to know. You understand me? Um, who is the owner of that trust? There are blind trusts in multiple ways that you can do this. So I think to your point, people that care about that will always find a way to do a workaround. Yeah, and he, he said ESG, not ESG. Yeah, they thought you said ETSG. That no, no, not. not. Oh, you talk ETSG. <laughs> that's different. That's well, a different. Come on, mate. That's well, a different come on, man. But I got, I got, I got a question though. So, in in terms of of Adele, is there a platform that we should be building it on? Is Ethereum the platform, or should we be thinking bigger scale, create our own platform to build Adele on? I think you can do both. Um, I think you can. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply have a relationship directly, you understand me, with the people mm-hmm. uh, and talk to them. If we're going to do something full scale, I wouldn't just do it as a consumer. I do it as a partner. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to build on anybody else's blockchain, you understand me, then you're going to talk to them, come in as a partner, and then they're going to give you resources to help you build it out. 
because mm. it's gonna be beneficial for everybody in their ecosystem. So you reaching out to if it's not Ethereum, let's say it's a Solana, I'm gonna reach it out to them. Like, Absolutely. listen, this is what I'm bringing to the platform. They got money for you right now. Right now, yeah. They're giving out hundreds of millions of dollars for people to build out all sort of concepts. They don't. Number one, they can't afford to miss out on it. it the only way that they will get access to the brain trust of the world is if they fund it. There's so many people with all kind of ideas, and it ain't about people being super smart. It's about somebody coming up with a great idea, executing on it. You understand me? And that's going to require. Oh, say, say, that, say that again. You ain't got to be. No, super no, no, no. no. The, the only way they're going to get access to the brain trust of the world is if they if, fund if it. If they fund it. Explain that. So you know, right now, all of the people that have these great, beautiful ideas, they're in competition. You understand me? Number one, a lot of them aren't funded. They need that creativity to come to them. So if I got a hundred million dollars, I'm trying to attract everybody to the light. You understand me? Here's a hundred million dollars. You said you had what idea? Young brother from the Bronx. I like that. How about we give you a hundred thousand dollars and see if you can actually build that out? You understand me? The brain trust of the world is building out all of these future new ideas, innovations, and use cases of the blockchain. But all of the way how you get people to work for you, pay them. <laughs> now you become a partner in a business. You have a percentage of equity in a company. So now you're not competition. You understand me? Either you're my employee or you're my partner. So it's very hard to get access to the brain trust of the world when everybody got money throwing bags at people who had the greatest ideas. And then and I want you guys to be mindful of which banks and record labels get involved because we're slowly seeing the economic meltdown happening at scale. All of these things are going to be pitched. So that's why I say always do your research, even when it comes to me. I'm, I'm right 99% of the time, but I'm going to tell you this, and some people may not like it. With these DAOs, NFTs, the entire world is going to switch to everybody's going to have to be a hedge fund. The entire game is going to be who has the most trust, Talk to who, can give the most, who can give the highest return. Just like you said, to get access to those brains, you don't think that the market makers of these hedge funds are silently plotting right now how to get those ideas out of the creatives the same way they do in record labels and then extract all the equity and leave them high and dry. We're seeing it right now in podcasting. Talk my, to them, man. My theory is they destroyed the music industry. And for those of you in the music industry, I love you dearly. But when the tech guys come in, you guys don't talk crazy to the tech guys, how you do artists and fans, right? Then tech at scale tested this with podcasting over the last few years. Podcasters are not making that much money. So now when they switch to crypto and NFT and DAOs, I promise you, do you think the rug pulls and NFTs are bad? The rug pulls that are going to happen in some of these DAOs and projects are going to be incredibly heartbreaking to the tune of billions of dollars. So when you're investing in a project, I am begging you, please be mindful of who is behind it. And and no point in history has no government, economy, or country went out of their way to give people, especially us, access to financial information that will help elevate the people. You don't That's think that they're watching and seeing, hey, they really like that for the people thing, so we're going to angle it towards them. And we're going to act like we're advocates, and then we're going to take everything. You guys remember what happened to Black Panther? Got to go on a little bit too much. Great. And there's going to be a sellout in some of these DAOs that is going to tell the location of what you guys are doing and is going to get disrupted. Please be careful. Mike, you can clip that up. And for my conspiracy theory back, but when it happens in a year, please be careful. And for the crypto, last year you guys were killing me and were saying, hey, crypto is decentralized. Most of the ones you guys are talking about, with the exception of Bitcoin, have backing from big banks and hedge funds. Google it. Do your research. 
Also, my last point, if we are publicly talking about these investments and how we're going to make money, you don't think that the banking cartels are not listening in and also getting the data from Robinhood and other brokerage platforms to see what the volume of interest are. Absolutely. Go to Glassnose. Go to Glassnose.com. That's where you study. You understand me? What's going on with the market? People are getting a lot of their technical information from. But to your point, though, I think the key is, is take the same quality uh, of due diligence that you have yep. in the stock market and apply yep. it to this market. Because this is saying it's a financial market. You understand me? It's business development. It's, it's, it's branding. So there's take the magic out of all of this right? Mm -hmm. The magic of NFTs, take the sauce out of it, take the sprinkles off and see it for what it is. It's a new technological resource you can use for capitalism, right? But at the same time, you can also use it for creative social entrepreneurship to solve problems in ways that weren't normally possible, to create business models in ways that weren't normally possible. You understand me? And so I think what, what, what Ian is trying to get you to understand is that there's enough money for people to, to, to put you in a trap. You understand me? And they control enough of the market. You understand me to trap you in the way I think of it. When I talk about these things, I'm thinking of it in ways of how we can own it and use it for ourselves. I'm not even really thinking about so much of the investment model of how we can buy into someone else's idea. Yeah. But if we have all these problems as a culture and we got a long list, how many of them can be solved by using this technology? That's my question to you all. Are the right people involved you understand in me? Sure. Say, That's your homework. Yep. <laughs> that's your homework yo click this up do I get permission to do that of course you my guy go ahead and rock out yeah Mike clip that up <laughs> twice if, if I hold up if I make you smarter type a key in the chat hey. <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's go you my guy I appreciate you that's funny uh, uh, um, for, for, for the person, let's say they've been watching uh, Market Mondays for a year and just now getting comfortable with stocks, and now you're talking about NFT, DAO, and crypto, uh, what are the five books you think they should read? And then how many videos, when you were first getting into it, were you watching per day to give them like a, a blueprint or a rubric for how to study? Man, how many videos am I still watching per day? So much information in this Tell space is dangerous. Because like people think lot. you can just watch four or five videos and see a couple from Gary Vee and be like, I got it. That's not it. So take them through the actual process of how much time you put in there. So I don't even know how many hours, but every single day, like every single day, because there's videos. so much going on. The, I would say number. per day, I probably, it's not even just a video because I read a lot of articles and threads yep. too, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. I'm trying to not maximize and go through all of these details because there's a lot of details. Yeah. I'm trying to find trusted sources of people. Yep. So this is what I would do is I will actually send a list uh, of top 10 resources, whether it's Twitter people to follow, because some yeah. of the greatest resources are on Twitter. Let's just be Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. Um, the, the people who actually invested into this, what's the guy named Andrew? Uh, Horowitz. Horowitz? Horowitz. No, no, it's yeah. ben, no, ben Horowitz. Ben Horowitz. No, no, no. It's another person. Another person. I don't want to give him credit if he don't deserve the credit. I don't know who that is. Um, he, he, he's he's one of the early investors into the Yuga Labs, right? Um, okay, but yeah. yeah. So he has some great information. Um, there's some books that I can recommend. I don't have them off the top of my head. You understand me? When it talks about the future of Bitcoin, because a lot of those ideas is what everybody is building off of right yeah. now. And that, it, it, I mean, you can go watch 
every TED talk that's ever been done on them until you get the idea and concept to where you can understand it for yourself. Because a lot of those are 5, 10, 13 years old before this yeah. space was actually developed out and was profitable. They were just talking about future mind models on how people can think about the space and start building on the space. But I think that, you know, this space is moving fast. But at the same time, I think you should put in a solid three to six months, six months worth of knowledge before you start to invest in this space. And six months may sound like a lot, it's you understand not. me? But it's not. Because even in that six months, as you're learning, things will still be turning. You understand me? As you're learning, things will still be turning. Yeah. Andrew yes. Tovalavis. Is that what you're talking about? The, the founder of Yuga Labs. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll give him that credit for that one. Yeah. You understand me? Let, let's do this before, before we run out of time. I told you, this is a high-level conversation, and Six it's important months. to have these high-level conversations from time to time. Speaking because, of high-level you know, conversations. Um, high level. <laughs> we, we talk about a variety of different things. A lot of times we talk about stocks. Every single week we talk about stocks. And then, um, like, last week I talked about, like, basic financial planning tips as far as, like, life insurance, disability mm -hmm. insurance, long-term care, budgeting. Uh, we, we've covered the whole gamut. Uh, yeah. But... It's important to have beginning conversations. It's also important to have advanced conversations. Yeah, it's like, you can't always dumb it down. Sometimes you have to take advanced classes. It's like, you can only take beginner level algebra for so long before you start to just get comfortable being a beginner. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta take the advance. And if you're not even really ready for it, at least you have that level of conversation. You can go back, you can reference it, you can you know use it, but it's important to have advanced conversations yeah. from time to time. And not just, you know, beginning level conversation. Right. And, and not to say and, that we don't have advanced conversations yeah. before, but I'm just saying some people might not fully understand what's Gotta going on. The food chain. Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. that works in Apple don't know how to build an iPhone, but you understand me? They know how to play their part. And I say that for, for this exact reason, that when you're talking about high level conversations, you understand me? Um, this is a whole machine and a whole new system. You understand me? You don't have to be the smartest person in this, but I want, if you all want to get in this as a field where you want to make it a career and make some money, pick one aspect that you want to learn and master. Just pick one aspect of it. Maybe it might be staking. I want to know every single thing about staking. It may be DAOs. Don't try, you don't always have to figure out everything, but the person who works in the chip factory, the person who make the screens, all of that, that's how you bring a community together when at the end of the day, you have a beautiful finished product. You understand me? And I believe that the greatest way to learn is in a community because you have people that know more than you and know less than you. So you get the opportunity to teach and you get the opportunity to learn. That's a fact. Right? Can, we, can, we, can we go to questions before we, can we go to no, questions? I was going to say in the, in the words of keys, man, it sounds foreign until it becomes familiar. That's a fact. And so- like, yeah, it's high level, but grasp what you can now. Study, do your research, right? And then as you become more familiar with it, the things that we said in the beginning will come to light. It's like, oh, wait, I heard and that. Cuban before. said the same thing last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Study everything because the world is changing. And the reason I, I was trying to press him for like for a number, as this world changes, there's not going to be any sympathy for people who get left behind and it's not true. able to take care of themselves. Like I the fell asleep listening to an audio book to prepare to this. All night long, that audio book was playing in my dreams. I didn't know what they was talking about, but I woke up with more knowledge. In sleep. Did, no, did, for, I, and I'll say at I'll least do 50, 50 articles a week, minimum. And, for, and wrestle the bear. <laughs> <laughs> wrestle the bear, eight yeah. six. That's uh, what's my man? Uh, Slap the bear. What's my man? M MMA fighter? Uh, um, could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Wrestle the bear. He really wrestled the bear. So As a child. 19 keys is uh 
Malcolm X mixed with James Bond. <laughs> That's a fact. Malcolm X mixed with That's James true. Bond. Don't, don't, don't let them know that, though. Some people yeah. find out. Yeah. But, but I want people to understand this. Everything I don't know, I started from a place. Everything that I know, I started from a place of zero. Yeah. I'm, I'm just willing to learn difficult information so that I can have it simple enough to teach people in basic concepts. Because I know for a fact that if I learn this, it's a benefit for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so anytime I get to a point of difficulty, I know on the opposite side of that is value and growth. Mm -hmm. So that's how they stop us from getting into it is the barriers of entry. And then when it's time where they make it easy, they control the information and the narrative. You understand me? And so when you understand the root of it, you can decide what you want to do with it. You can decide what you want to build with it. But if you allow people to break it down in their simplest manner, they're also going to put their narrative, their spin and their control in the information that they give. So either you find people that you really trust in this space and you follow them if you don't have time and take the information. But make the time, down, though. Can we be real? Learn that. Make the time. Listen, I, I love that energy because at the end of the day, I think that we lazy. I think that if and I love everybody here. Not everybody. I don't know everybody. But, you know, I love the energy of what we have here. I just like to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, like, I'm spreading love and I ain't spreading the gospel, right? But I love the idea that we have that everybody here, all 9,000 of you all, you're literally here to improve your life in some capacity. But you have to ask yourself this. Am I doing 100% of everything that I can do to improve my life to be successful? You understand me? And then think about what percentage of, you understand me, time and energy you not putting into your success and improvement, Right? So when you think about any single complaint on any day of the week, think about what you did in the last 365 days to get to here. You created every circumstance of your complaints. Absolutely. So Ian is 100% correct. We are in a, this is the most interesting, innovative, inventive, dangerous time ever in human history, I believe. And if you take the time to want to be one of those ones, that's at the top that come out this where your family is in a beautiful space and y'all really that wealth word is not just a buzz, but it's a reality on how you manage your life. Then that means you do have to put in, you understand me, five to 10 hours a day. And that may look like a lot only because we are so used to entertaining ourselves and education becomes draining because we're not used to adding value. So when I don't want to add value to myself and I want to be lazy, then I'm going to entertain myself. Right, but procrastination is the abortion clinic of ideas. And the only reason I, I tell you guys to do this is because the one state parent automation, for those who've been reading, inflation has gotten so high that they may have to force a recession. The banks may have to. So they may have to ease up on lending and make the standards so high that they actually cause a recession to get spending under control because they let the money flow for so long. So now if you have automation, crypto, DAOs, NFT, new business model, Web3, What's the first thing that's going to happen? Black employment is going to go through the floor and they're going to say, we gave you guys an ample opportunity. But I also want to, I want to say this. It's, it's not so much about trying to be the smartest. I want to say this. It's Absolutely. about developing that creativity. Mm -hmm. That's going to be more important to me. That's the most important because I think the key that I have more than anything, it ain't my intellect, it's my creativity. When bro hit me about the ticket, it wasn't my intelligence that went in play, it was my creativity. Yeah. You understand me? I thought about all of the pieces that I can use as resources. And I said, well, oh, this is an issue. You can't make it to the game one hour. We got to eat that cost. Or what do we have that we can use? Wait a minute. I can use an NFT. I can connect that to my platform. We can blast it out. We can get it sold. It creates an experience. Number one, it's a win-win. 
It wasn't about intelligence. It was about creativity in that moment. And execution. And execution. But, but let's do this. Let's get some questions if we can. Oh, yeah. Jay's got a plan. We got to do a super episode. Yes. Janet. Hey Jan, what's going on? I'm good. How are you? What's going on? Right. How are you? Ian. Let's see everybody. <laughs> I didn't hear that. What did you say? I said, this is my first Janet experience. This is my favorite part of the show. Oh. Just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have a question for you. So I'm going to start off question and answer if you don't mind. I know you mentioned that you created an NFT from, uh, you know, earlier in the conversation out of a ticket to a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like you turned that around really quickly. Can you explain how you did that so fast and like what app you used? Or... So the process is simply easy. And that's a great question. It's a very simple easy process you understand me it's almost like meditating all i did i pulled out my phone there was a picture of uh nft i already had in my phone and i could have used anything as the product picture right and i went on rarible because i already have an account with them so first what i did is i connected my metamask wallet started me a seed phrase you understand me um put money into that wallet and therefore i had an account because you're gonna need money in that wallet so when gas fees pop up whether it's 50 60 or 100 dollars you can pay for it right now they have and also here's an important key on rareable if you use a contract then they own your intellectual property right so Ooh. there's an option where you can create contract right shout out to my bro uh crypto damn what's his name i'm gonna get it l crypto you understand me? he was the first person to give me these jewels um, you got to create your own contract, right? So once you go and create a contract on there, now you can upload your collection under your smart contract. So instead, when it's on Rarible, and you see how much Rarible made today, if you go on their platform, that's because everybody's connected their NFTs to them. But it also means that you don't have to pay for creating a contract because it can often cost like a thousand to twelve hundred dollars to fifteen hundred dollars, right? So you know, a low cost model is just building it on their collection right but the ownership model is creating your own contract so um long story start i already had one set up so i decided to uh create a single nft put it under my contract i uploaded the picture it went through the transaction of minting process meaning that it created it went through that mathematical algorithm created the nft now i have this digital item up there right um once it's up there and it's freshly minted you understand me? The next stage was for me to, of course, post this on social media. You understand me? Now, I took the link because they once you post it, they give you a link to where you can share it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So I took that link. I shared it on Twitter. Boom. We're selling this NFT. It gives you access to come courtside with me. Right. Um, and then I took that same link and I dropped it in my Telegram group. Right. So the Telegram group people, they, they being nosy, trying to see what he just dropped. Oh, snap. I can go courtside. Yeah. Then you understand me? I hit up Rashad. I said, boom, can't make it to the game. We already know what we talked about. So let's go ahead and plug the play. So we plugged the play in on Instagram. Boom, Bowski, the people seen it. Next thing you know, somebody bought it. I got the notification on my Proton mail because you want to get a Proton mail. That's another key. Type that in, P-R-O-T-O-N mail. Yeah, I'm talking about you need these decentralized. Tell them the benefit of having Proton mail versus doing Gmail or Yahoo really quick. Um, These, basically, this, you own the data. You understand me? These are decentralized services where people ain't jumping into your mailbox and sending you all that extra stuff. And not only that, you can have your, your data hidden. You understand me? Where yeah, people not tracking not. you and things of that nature. So you want to really get the premium, not the freemium model. You get that premium model that you can connect your domains and things of that nature to where people ain't tracking you and all your business, 
right? And that's really, really important, especially security is probably the most dangerous thing that we got to deal with mm -hmm. in today's mm -hmm. age. There's no more 10 word passwords, you understand me? You need two authentication factors and everything else going on in your life. So anyway, we post it up, somebody bought it. I get the notification in my mail. Next thing you know, I get a big cheese and smile on my face. You understand me? Cause that's success. But I realized that, so it gives you the option to upload um, the actual NFT or you can upload a cover of the NFT. So all I did, so the benefit of that is if I upload a cover of the NFT, then it unlocks the real NFT. So if I would have did it like that, then he would have seen the uh, uh, 19 keys picture that I used as the NFT. And then when he bought it, it would have automatically unlocked the picture of the barcode that is the ticket and told him what the section was. But I'm moving so fast, I didn't do that. So when he bought it, he just had the picture. Now I'm put on there, I'm like, yo, I hope this person DM me before the game start because I don't want to be left holding the bag. So um, long story short, I never got the DM. So I'm like, oh snap, I'm panicking at this point. So therefore I decided to go ahead, find his address that was connected because everything is transparent on the blockchain. You can see what a person bought, but that don't mean you see who they are unless they put it up there. You understand me? So I decided to mint a second NFT that was actually the ticket and then send that to his wallet. His friend seen that it came into his wallet because he must have told his friend he just bought the NFT and he was like, yo, the ticket is in your wallet. So next thing you know, as I'm sitting there courtside, you understand me enjoying myself, he pop up arguing with the security like I'm supposed to be sitting here. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know this brother. Go get the brother out of here. What's going on? Now he's like, no, I'm web surfing. I'm like, oh, what's up? So he sit down and that's the beautiful story. Happy a non-fungible moment. Non-fungible moment. A non-fungible yeah. moment. That was definitely a non-fungible moment. And you you executed, you had extreme poise. Because um, like I said, I was trying to get the ticket off just as soon as possible. <laughs> um, I was just trying to just put it on, you know, stub hub. Yeah. But think about but, the commission. You know, they would have took Sometimes them. we forget the resources that we got. Yeah. No, but you showed, you showed extreme poise. I, I was extremely impressed by your poise. Because it was like 4.30. And you said, all right, let's make an NFT. I'm like, we got enough time? He's like, we're going to make an NFT. Then you didn't even make a post. I didn't get the post until like 5.30. And the game was at 7.30. Shout out to the it was a professional video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you made, you, you made the video. I put it up. And then a half an hour later, he was like, it's something like that fast? I'm like, impressed. Game I was impressed. Changer. I was impressed. Changer. I was brother impressed. Jeffrey very, very impressive. a beautiful story. So shout out to the brother. Very impressive. Um, okay. Can we get two questions? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, please. That was one. Not... <laughs> Let me use Gotta do a part two. Uh oh. Absolutely. No. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. 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 How are you? Sorry. Right, yeah. I just I just got a new mic, so I'm just making sure that it's all straight. My bad. Sounds good. Sound good. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah. Appreciate the conversation for sure. You know, I'm always I'm always hyped for these high level conversations. <laughs> Um, but all right, my question is more so related to 401ks. Um, so I'm 29 right now, and I've been contributing to my 401k since I started working, um, like after I graduated, since I was about like 22. Um, I have my 401k set up through my job, and I have about like 160k in there now, but I'd like to take more ownership right. over like the actual, <laughs> I appreciate that. I'd like to take more ownership over like the actual um, like stocks that I'm invested in, right? Because, you know, you only get like certain selections that you could choose from. 
Um, I, I prefer to kind of implement more of the whole like two tech, two tech, I mean, two tech, two index strategy that you always talk about, Ian, right? Um, so I was leaning towards opening up like a Roth IRA for that. But like, how would I go about moving the funds from that account to my own account? And then what are your thoughts on that overall approach as well? Yeah, back to the basics. Um, appreciate the question. So you, you're still working at the job? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still there. So you can't really move your 401k while you're working. You can under some circumstances. Um, some jobs allow what's called the in-service withdrawal. That's a very that's a very little known uh, fact that some jobs allow you to take up to seven. I've seen up to 80% of your money. And what an in-service withdrawal does is it allows you to actually take money out of the 401k while you're still working and roll it over into an IRA. Um, so you don't pay any penalties on it. But if the 401k does not allow self-directed um, investments where you can actually invest the money yourself, which most 401ks don't, it's just a menu. Like they give you like 10, 15 different options to, to pick and choose from. Um, you don't really have the option of actually rolling over the 401k into an IRA until you actually leave the job. So that's the short answer. Most of the time, you're not going to be able to roll it over into an IRA until you leave your job. But in some circumstances, you can roll it over into an IRA um via in-service withdrawal that's that's good information too actually cool yeah because i'm always open to new opportunities too so i keep that in mind if i have a bounce from this this gate to the next so i appreciate that for sure no it's, it's one of these things one minute it's one of these right. things that you know it was so crazy when i found that out when i was working as a financial advisor and i was i found that out i didn't i never knew anything about that and I was telling everybody I, I spoke to in corporate America, they never knew anything about that. They never heard of in-service withdrawal at all. It's amazing that something like that even exists. And I would say 90% of people have never even heard of that. They don't even know. 99 it's probably, to be real. Yeah. So I'm going to give you credit. 99% of people don't know. Everyone, please write that down if you're working. Please do. Jonathan, I have a question for you. Um, you're 29 years old. For those that, let's say, are between 24 and 34, they are afraid to invest. You've accumulated a good amount of money. Uh, what two tips would you give them about investing, even if they were afraid to do so? Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, like I said, a lot of that was just accumulated through the job, right? So just paying attention to what's available to you through your job, making sure that you know what benefits are available to you. So like I do the whole thing, like the most that they'll provide me for the employee stock purchase plan, I contribute the max. When it comes to the 401k, whatever they're going to match me, I contribute the max. Like never leave free money on the table, I guess would be the, the biggest advice. So you, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting because a lot of people don't contribute the max. So you were able to, you knew to contribute the max, but you also had to budget your lifestyle. So what, how was that balance? I'm just asking this question because a bunch of people, like I worked in education and like there was very rare that anyone went to the max. So, how are you able to do both and budget your life style, really? Yes, for me, it's like, like I have kids and stuff now, but obviously when I first started, maybe not obviously, but when I first started, I didn't have any kids, right? So I was just, you know, staying in an apartment. And one of the first lessons that still sticks with me now that my mom taught me when I was graduating was pay yourself first. Mm. So that's from the jump. So whatever money I have coming in, X, Y, and Z is where it's got to go. I got to go to these different places, make sure that's taken care of. After that, whatever's left over is what you have to do, whatever you're going to do with. So that's just kind of my mentality. So the money that's going towards 401k, all those kind of things, like that's not my money for right now. That's I'm paying myself in advance and anything else after that is what I'm moving forward with. So I love it. Very, very, very smart, man. Appreciate you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good question. Good question. Yeah, man. Mike sound crispy too, man. Shout out to you. Janet. 
Jay, who we got? Bass Moreno, meet yourself, please. BX, what's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hi, Janet. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, Janet, you, you're such an inspiration with everything that, that you're doing. I, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. 19 Keys, a, a, mind, a mind-blowing conversation. I need to watch uh, the replay on YouTube. because There's so, so many gems you dropped. Thank you. Man, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. So uh, this question was more more for uh, Rashad and Ian. I, I want to go through my my portfolio because I, I want to get ready for for the stock splits that are coming up later this year. For and I, I want to get these stocks for myself and, and my kids and come up with a game plan on what exactly to do. Okay, fire away, yeah. brother. Good to hear you. I I got XLY, XLK, VTI, VOO. I got Tesla, Square, SOCL, SE, QQQ, Nike, Microsoft, Crowd, AMD, and Apple. Do you want to go first? You want me to go? You can go. Um, my brother, it's good to hear your voice. I, I would literally put them all up on the board like their draft board. And I literally want you to go through each one and tell me out of those four, which are the top four. So I would... Definitely have Tesla, definitely will have uh, Apple. And I didn't get a chance to talk about it tonight. But even if you look at Buffett's portfolio without the addition of Apple, he may have lost his reign as one, like, one of the top 10 investors. So now Apple has become a hedge for most portfolios. So if you guys look, Apple only dropped 17.53% this year. There were some stocks that dropped 50 and 80%. Um, there is some overlap that you don't, so I, I, I like Vanguard just because of the fee structure, but I would definitely pare down and do five maximum. But if Tesla does a split, he's campaigning for it. it doesn't mean it's guaranteed to happen, but if it does happen, if it's five to one or 10 to one, you are going to be elated. So I would definitely have Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, and I would lean towards VTI. Or if you want some growth there, you can do VGT, which is Vanguard's technology fund. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a big proponent of um, ETFs. I think that that's that's a very safe way to go. So I like I like yeah, QQQ, XLK, XLY. I'm not really a huge fan of that uh, S O C L yeah, situation, and then mm -hmm. the other one, the S. What was the other S you said? S E. S C. Yeah. Uh, the C C Unlimited. C Unlimited. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. When, when I spoke, when I when I met you guys in New York, and he, Ian told me it was a, a B plus player at, at that time. That's that's November. So I know a lot has happened since then. We want all A's. We want all yeah. superstars on the team. I mean, it had an A. It had an A plus performance after the pandemic. Um, obviously, it's, it's coming back down to earth a little bit, but yeah, I'm not mad at that one. Crowd, I love. I'm just adding for Shadi. <laughs> Crowd, I love. Um, but like like Ian said, there's a little overlap. Um, yeah, I, I, I've so, been doing some research. There's definitely some overlap. Yeah, yeah. So like even like and, and, and I'm not knocking it. I have it too. Like so XLK and QQQ both in tech and then you have Microsoft and Apple as well. And those are leading XLK. Um, and so if you're trying to scale down the portfolio, I, you know, I would focus on maybe, like you said, maybe five to seven of them. Um, but if you want to expand it, I mean, you could keep it. They, they both have performed well. And QQQ is coming back. XLK has been great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think your portfolio is pretty Pretty solid, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. And, and Ian, where, where can I find the, the link for, for for the Star Club? And Kajabi, I can never a, find it. For the call tonight? Yeah. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, it'll say the Red Panda Star Club 
call. Um, but if you don't have it, just send me a message on Telegram and I'll send it to you directly. All right. Thank you, guys. Well, I thank appreciate you. you. Nah, thank you. Let's, please, get like, let's get like one or two more questions, Janet, before we... Scotty ready to go. No, 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 no. I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm ready. Boss has put up an Instagram post about this night already. I'm, I'm in a job. <laughs> Karoma, <laughs> we are coming to you. I mean, yourself. Oh my God. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. How are you? How are you? Ooh. What's going on? I'm nervous. <laughs> but I'm deep, good. That's what I'm making her nervous. Nah. <laughs> okay. I ain't so, even got my um, crown on. So Shades off. Oh, oh, you took the crown off. You got to put the something. One going back. Oh, that? That's very real. You got to end it with that, at least. Uh, I'm, I'm going to end it. She has a or, good question. Or go to Snapchat, whole... and you can put a crown on yourself. That's a fact. That's a fact. Or you can you can buy a crown <laughs> and join Crown Society, and you can spend some actual money. <laughs> NFT, crypto. Listen, I don't mind selling stuff, so I don't care what people got to say about my critique. I lean me either. I lean into it. We're going to get some paper out here. Pay me in pounds. Yeah, pay me in pounds. Or Ethereum. Pref- preferably. Yeah. <laughs> How can we help you? What's going on? This is your first time. What's going on? This is my second time. Let's go. Second time? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, she a better. She's a vet. <laughs> you a vet. What's the, yes. what's the question? Okay. So a couple of episodes ago, um, it was recommended that an individual should have at minimum two years worth of living expenses in an emergency fund. My question is, what percentage of our overall wealth should this cash, cash position represent? And I ask this question for two reasons. One, according to billionaire Michael Saylor, the rate of inflation is a reflection of the rapid devaluation of the US dollar. Absolutely. And two, the US appears to be at the tail end of its big economic cycle, its reign as a leading world power and possibly reserve currency status. So considering these things, what percentage of our overall wealth should this cash position represent? That's one of the best questions in a while. I love this. You've also read Ray Dalio's book. I love it. Um, So so when I say I want you guys to have those two years, um, I never really wanted you to have them in cash. I want you to have them in equities that that you can liquidate immediately. So if you do it through stocks, great. I know everyone does not have the appetite to do so. That's why I'm big on indexing. Um, but as far as the degradation of the American dollar, I agree a thousand percent. So even I told stock club today, even in some places, the, in, the inflation rate was 10 to 15%, but if you were a lower income, it was actually like 30% for some people in some areas. Um, so always have your money in a vehicle that you feel safe, uh, with, cause everyone's, you know, tolerant but you have to have it in some kind of equity or something that is invested to grow while you have it. So I, I don't want you to just have a pile of money sitting in your house two years worth or in, a, in an account that's not giving you any interest at all. Noted. Oh, can I ask a follow-up question, please? Yes, kindly. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Okay. So um, question, what developments would signal to you that it was time to significantly reduce the size of your cash positions in order to preserve your wealth? That's a great question. Everything is going on. I think when you start, when you, when you right start to see rapid inflation, when you start to see um, government instability, when you start to see, um, you know, declines in, you know, real estate, things of that nature, um, those are all telltale signs. But I personally think that 
you should have 12 months in cash in a savings account. That's what I do personally. Everybody has their own personal opinion. Um, I have 12 months. I have a little bit more than 12 months, but 12 months uh, in, in just an online savings account that's not invested in the stock market because anything can happen. And what you don't want, that's an emergency fund. You don't want to have your emergency fund invested because let's say the worst possible case scenario, the stock market crashes and you have an emergency fund of $100,000 and that goes to $40,000. Mm -hmm. Now that's your actual emergency fund. Now you lost 60% of your money. Now that's invested. You're going to have time to get it back. But if you need that money to pay your mortgage, to you know, send your kid to school, to pay your car note, that's different. That's different. So I personally think that you should have some money in cash. You should, all your money should not be invested. Only invest money that you can afford to lose. Only invest money that you don't necessarily need. The money that is your emergency fund, you should have that in a cash position. Um. So that's just my that's just I, my thoughts on it. I add. When you see Ray Dalio and taking his fund and thinking about investing in crypto, I think that's a telltale sign. You understand me? Because that's who you got your information from. I think just the adoption of crypto and NFTs and the popularity of them is another sign of the decline of the dollar in the first place. You mm -hmm. understand me? Um, of course, then you got depopulation, you understand me, of society, of America. You have so many different, I mean, we are living in the cluster of signs right now. Mm -hmm. You understand mm -hmm. me? If you want to look out for a sign, just open your window. They out there. <laughs> yeah. But hey, hey. let me ask a couple of follow-up questions to you. Do you have a significant cash position now, like 20 or 30% of your net worth in cash? Me, no. Okay. I was just asking. I just wanted to um, so to give, But I like uh, two years too, though. Yeah. I mean, one, you have to look at the inverted yield curve. Like if we cross. So when it actually tight line for talked about this. I think episode eight, maybe, or 10. When the inverted yield curve touches, it does not cause a recession. It is a sign or signal of recession. But when you guys look at the chart, if it ever hits like negative 1% or negative two, negative two for sure, I would be concerned. Um, I will look at the consumer confidence index as well as the business confidence index. And then third, I would look to see geopolitically in the United States of America, because even with crypto, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm just be real, everyone beat this wave of crypto in and then the banks came in, they monopolized it. It won't come out for another four or five years. So they're using that as a hedge. Are we close to the end of it? Yes. But I think the banks and hedge funds are going to try and devalue crypto as well while, as, while having it as a hedge. But my biggest concern, and I've talked about it before, if China becomes the number one superpower, that's when shit would really hit the fan. What so do you think, let, curve, me, let me ask you, Ian, what do you right. think could stop China from becoming the number one super power? Because the road to inevitability is looking, you know- Nuclear war, so that's serious. the only thing. It's inevitable. I, I probably, in, it's funny you said that 30 year mark when racism way in the classroom would kick in. Cause that's, I have like in 34 years, China should be number one. Well, one thing that America, to play devil's advocate. God's advocate, we do God's advocate. Yeah, I like that. God, to play God's advocate. I like that. To play God's <laughs> advocate. I'm not really sure what that means, but I'm not really sure what that means. What? God's advocate? Well, because devil's advocate is supposed to be the like opposite, your, your right? opposite, right? Antagonist. Yeah, let's just take the other side. Of, uh, no, I mean, God argument. ain't, no, it's just, you know, critical thinking. Okay. So to play God's advocate, um, America has its issues. But one thing that America has over China is a political system 
that is progressive, way more progressive than China. No matter how you feel about America, communism, I know it's not a straight form of communism, but it's still a, a, a level of communism. <clears throat> communism is not the answer and is not progressive and leads to issues where America, a more diplomatic approach leads is a, is a reason why it was able to become the, the strongest nation in the history of the world in a very short period of time. That was through an ingenious plan that was put in place. And they didn't, they didn't take Europe's model. Europe's model was to conquer the world through imperialism. America's model was to conquer the world through diplomacy. And they did a good job with it. And they still have that model. The, but, but let me, let me, <laughs> let me finish. The American flag is still strong all over the world. McDonald's, like these is companies, Apple, all of the top companies in the world are American companies. The American okay. flag is not just spread through politics. American flag is spread through business. And that was the that was the most genius thing that America understood. They understood that business is going to lead the way. So now you got Apple as a world leader. You got Google as a world leader. You got Tesla as a world leader. You got Exxon Mobil as a world leader. So you, these these company flags is just as strong as the American flag. So anywhere in the world that Apple has their flag planted, that's America. But what happens when these companies decide to say, we don't want to be American companies, we're just us. And we're, we're global citizens. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's a long way. Of, that's I mean, that's but hypothetical. But those are the forming models that we see in though right now is that if you got your factories in Berlin, you got some in China, you got some over here, you're satisfying the world right now. I mean, America, itself, the United States of America is a corporation and these other businesses, these corporations do business with a corporation, right? And when they don't like the president and the president is not giving Tesla his time up there when he giving speeches and thank yous, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's an issue. So they'd be like, well, I don't have to be a part of the American model. Sweet. I mean, he's a South African man in the first place. You understand what's the me? What's the top 10 Chinese companies? Oh shit! Alibaba, exactly. But 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 exactly. We, I'm gonna let that brother do it. I was on this yeah, campaign for a long. Those are not. Those are not. Those are not household. Those are not household names. TikTok. They have what? Why was everyone trying to invest in them last year? Then because I was the only one railing that nobody should invest in China. China Mobile. These are all the They're not up. household names for us. For nobody. They're not but Google. China is they're buying, not Apple. China not is Microsoft. buying the world, though. But, 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 to tie in, but to tie in from earlier, Bitcoin was created supposedly by whom? A non-American asset. Ethereum, you guys written, not you guys on set, but internet. Internet railed me about Ethereum. It's centralized. JP Morgan created the platform and foundation for Ethereum. Wow, they kill Ripple. No one said anything. Ripple didn't take off to, um, excuse me, Ethereum didn't take off until Ripple went to the downside. That's why mm. that lawsuit is so key. Third, if all people care about is money and gains, you don't think the Chinese are over here pushing the narrative of these apes, Yacht Club, Dows, and buying all the real estate to then take over America? Come on now. So the same sanctions that we place on Russia... For dealing with Ukraine because his son's business was there, China is going to do that same shit to us and corrupt us from the inside. And, and, and also, let me add on to that because if the world going digital, 
right? The geographical landscape don't matter the same. It's mm -hmm. about who owned that digital world. And who is more adopted into the digital world? You understand me? It's the Asians. And smart. And they, they own major a great portion of Africa, a great portion of Latin America, majority yep. of all the real estate assets here and, and, and in the UK. And, 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 and a matter so of time. When they made a block crypto, but they didn't block NFTs. Why do you think that is? You understand me? They want to own the digital world. When it comes to technology, they are always the top in that sector. So if people are spending the weight, you know, either military occupation or influence. That's how societies run the world. America is the world's police. But their influence is not something that the world wants anymore. People are being less and less wanting to be Americans. You understand me? The expose of America has happened. You understand me? When we see uh, 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 all of these uh, uh, love and hip hop shows. You understand me? <laughs> People talk. They don't want to be they American. Give us all, they, influence and black community, they give us all entertainment and bullshit to dumb us down because we're the most creative people on earth. But if they poison our brains, food, family structure, any desire, even when people are like, hey, we need to build, like most people don't even want to build together. I'm going to be let real. Me, let me, that let has me, been let, let me say, real, 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 real quick. What, what, me, what, what, what no. entertains you? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. You, let, yeah, right? that's a fact. So we know that. No, no, let me just, let me say this. Because, um, you know, history is my favorite subject. Mike Clifford's song. <laughs> history, history, history. Hey, I always love when you do that tone too. How how we <laughs> history, history was my favorite subject. Empires fall for one or two reasons: um, negligence and overexpansion. But also population. But listen, overexpansion. Every great ruler never was satisfied, and they kept pushing. They kept pushing. They kept pushing. The problem with overexpansion is that you spread yourself too thin. Before it was you spread your army too thin. Mm -hmm. Now it's you just spread your resources too thin. This is why it doesn't work. It's not, a, it's not a workable model. It didn't work for Great Britain. At one point they said the sun never sets on the British Empire because yep. they controlled the whole entire world from Australia mm -hmm. to Jamaica to America. There was no part in the world that, that Great Britain didn't, didn't have its flag. It didn't work. It didn't work. It's not. It's 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 something that works short term. It's not a long term sustainable model. So what China is doing right now, they're stretching themselves very thin, and we have to see if it. The difference is that they do have a billion people, so that's different. But define it didn't work though. It, look the, at Great the, Britain. The look, at, look at look at Great Britain yeah. to where they were. I'm two hundred years ago. Listen. Yeah. Look at Great Britain. In a short period of time, Great Britain's influence, their power, their wealth has dramatically decreased and America has gone in the opposite direction. America is a, is a broken off colony from Great Britain. Mm -hmm. Look at the irony in that. America, we speak broken English. We don't even speak correct, correct English. Correct English. Mm -hmm. True. We, went to, we went to England. And, and that's where black yeah. culture comes from, technically. I mean, uh, you go, you go. So what I'm saying is that you got a broken colony that became the greatest superpower in world history from England mm -hmm. in a very short period of time. Because England, that model did not work. It failed. It failed for them. Yeah, they and still they, have power. They still have they still have influence, but they're nowhere near as dominant as they was 200, 300 years ago. So what's Absolute. the biggest piece uh, that uh, will allow chime, chime in real quick. I want everyone in, in the military to, to military only. How many American bases do we have in other countries? Talk about overextension. How many years since 1900 have we not been in war? Overextension, bro. I, I keep so, saying it. Go let's ahead. let's look at let's look at this because I think one of the biggest pieces on the global scale is Africa. 
You understand me? And who controls Africa is gonna have the most controls leverage. The world. You understand me to control the who world. Who controls and Africa? Right now, now, America don't have that leverage. China is leveraged in there because they buy in the love and trust of the people. You understand me? When I went over there, I'm talking to my African brothers. They didn't have an issue with China. They said the reason they didn't have an issue because they may be coming over there buying, but they not bringing their culture and forcing them to change. Mm. That's what they told me. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And so Africa population is set to double by 2050. America population is going to decrease Decreasing. in births you understand me uh from deaths i think they said in three years and covid increased that model so america has less innovation a older society you understand me they're decreasing in power and those who are in political structure of the majority that will be in a blended mix of things so america has so many different things that they have to do in order to maintain the status and position they have now because we know how many people over there in china and then Africa got such a, because there's no infrastructure in Africa, the new payment models, blockchain, all the stuff we talking about, you can just build it. You ain't got to tear nothing down. You yeah. can just start. So Africa is going to be the central hub. And I think the key to massive power and influence, because I believe that what we doing will have such an impact on the world that we're going to guide our people to see ourselves as a nation. And that 1.7 trillion spending power is Apple. You understand me? Kanye West always talk about that. Like we're comparable to having the power of Apple if we know how to utilize it. You but we don't me? want to stick together to do that. That's but we got the greatest stuff. export yeah. on the planet Earth and that's culture. So if we ever utilize media to control the, the culture, find narrative of yeah, culture, yeah, yeah. And now, now we're going to that's the, the power. But we don't you know own the culture. We just had this conversation. But we just had a conversation about <laughs> new culture and we creating a new culture. I'm not yeah. trying to protect the old culture because the old culture is steeped in death. We don't yeah. have a culture of life. So the yep. new culture is when we go out to 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 uh, uh, London, instead of somebody walking up to me and saying, what's up, my nigga? They say, yo, what's going on with the wealth? You understand me? Yeah. Teach me about the stocks and the crypto and the real estate. So we are exporting financial intelligence. And you that's going to have a mass impact and disruption that we don't work for them. Nobody told us to do this. They couldn't have calculated this in their algorithm. Our crit, our, listen, you know. Time, yeah, talk about, time. No, yeah. when you talk about America, and you talk about why America has that influence, you have to come back to those black and brown people in America because we we export our influence to the world. And it being a trillion dollar export, we don't control it, but we make America cool. You understand me? So if we tell people America is not cool, you understand me? Then America loses a large portion of that influence. (laughs) Because everybody knows Snoop, 50 Cent, and Pac. Once you go over those, uh, 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 once you go over those borders, you feel me? And now they gonna know. <laughs> Master Investor, nineteen keys, Rashad, but like you're talking about uh, intro. Can't leave our <laughs> I said two names. Big, 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 big billboard, <laughs> but but also in, in that culture, uh, we, 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 we saw shout, shout out game. Uh, shout out to listen. Shout, shout out to Jimmy Iovine just walked past game and game on Interscope. Probably is the fifth best selling artist. To come through that ecosystem. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? They saw each other. You no, no. You said fifth best selling artist in on Inter- Interscope. The label? No. In terms no. of rap? No, 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 no. Aftermath. Aftermath. You meant Aftermath. Yeah. The fifth best selling artist on Aftermath. Maybe the third. Yeah. Best. Third best. No, no. Yeah. Probably third aftermath. best. Not fourth. Third, third best. Because Dre's on it. Third best. Yeah, third best. Fourth. Fourth, fourth, fourth best. Fourth, 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 fourth. best. Fourth. Shout, out Dray. Dray. Shout out to Game. Shout out to Game. Yeah. Yeah. M. Fifty. So, so all that culture we talk about. Okay, I, I want to ask you guys this from an from economic standpoint. Google this. How much of the culture that we talk about do we actually own? Um, Less 1%. than one half of one sixteenth. Yeah. But, but that's, the, that's, the, that's the whole thing. Because here's the thing. All of that is the potential power. 
so that at any moment in time, if we can create a disruption in the mass movement, where it's like we're media right now, we, we got the ability to control our narrative by controlling what messages that we circulate throughout the culture in the world. You understand me? And that's having an effect in places that we know nothing about just by them getting access to yeah. this knowledge and information. We have an impact but, okay, that we now, can't now, if I, I can play God's advocate and take the other side of the coin. When that happens, same with culture. Uh-huh. Who does that money go to upstream? I, I don't know how you look at it, but the way I look at it is this. We look, are, look, listen, we people, are a factor. Criticize us There's a world that is and a world that we can create. I got you. Know? you. Either, either, now I can't, because I love the way you analyze things, but my analyzation is the fact that I'm a factor in the world of disruption. You understand me? That I, I we agree may with teach that, that we, one brother in Africa that make make a billion dollars because he got this knowledge. That's the way this thing works. And we may do if, business with him in the next 10, 20 years. But if we, we have billions of dollars that we take control. the money to Ark, Robin Hood, Vanguard, is that I'm talking about the upstream and what money, the cycle of the money goes. So, yes, we have been change agents. But if they put the money in the Vanguard, Robin Hood, non-culture platforms, I'll say that. The buck isn't stopping and our culture is going back out. Yeah. I saw I say most creative people and every creator is going through it right now on YouTube. All YouTubers. I was talking to my brother about this. Wait till YouTube rolls out their podcasting model and what they did in gaming eight years ago. They're going to do a podcast. It'll probably be 150,000 podcasts. And if you think the streams was bad now, wait till four years from now. They're going to monetize our collective creativity and culture at one time. Those payoffs on YouTube are nothing. They already monetize it. Uh, yeah, unless yeah, they monetize unless, it. Monetize yeah, it right unless now. Ian, right, to play God's advocate to what you're saying, unless that exportation of financial intelligence has somebody create the platform well, the, that we can build on. It, it's, yep. it's, it's, right? it's like it's like it's like you got you gotta you gotta crawl before you walk. So you can't feed a baby um steak because they'll throw up. You can actually learn a lot from studying like children, right? And it, there's lessons in, in nature. If you try to feed a baby steak, they're gonna throw up because they're not mature enough to eat that. If you try to put a baby in a marathon, it can't run. So a baby has to crawl. You have to feed a baby baby food. And then they mature into a child. Then they mature into a teenager. Then they mature into an adult. Right now, we still children. We still children as a collective. This is this isn't this this isn't this isn't being disrespectful. This mm -hmm. is being a truth. It's a fact. We in this country are still children. We're still learning how to walk. So we have to take baby steps. In what regard? So the, as far as we had 1% of the wealth when we were freed from being from slavery, we have 1% of the wealth now. Probably less yeah. now, yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm, so, so that's the regard I'm talking about. So, and I could say a variety of other things, right? Um, so what we're learning now is financial literacy. We're learning the basics of financial literacy. We're learning 19 keys. We're learning how to become men, how to become women, yeah. how, to, how to stand up, how to have respect for ourselves. So these are things that we have to learn. We have to learn about stocks, crypto, real estate. We have to learn about that. The next step is, okay, now we have to actually start to own institutions. We have to That's have banking systems in place. We have to actually have hedge funds and investment firm, things of that nature. Then we have to start thinking global. Now we have to have politicians in place and we have to start connecting on a global scale, but we can't put the cart before the horse. Nothing is done overnight. So you never get discouraged by the, by the, 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 the pace because ultimately everything happens only with God's will anyway. So we must be patient 
And we must understand that nothing happens before it's time. It might not even happen in our lifetime. Only thing that we can be is good shepherds and actually lead the people in the right direction, establish the, establish the building blocks. Like we went to Egypt. It took hundreds of years. Like you can't just build a civilization overnight. Hey, Ernest, did you know that the black community has $2.7 trillion of spending power? Are you ready to see what you can do when you combine and recirculate our resources to expand the pool of black excellence? I know I'm ready. And that's why we've partnered with Greenwood, the in-demand black-owned digital banking platform. Greenwood's namesake was founded in 1906, built from the brilliance of black dreamers looking to create a self-sufficient community in the Greenwood district of Tulsa, Oklahoma, aka Black Wall Street. Today, Greenwood is a digital banking platform with the mission to strengthen the black dollar using the same community reinvestment strategies of the original Greenwood district. And it's powered by a best-in-class mobile app that allows you to bank from anywhere. So, earners, if you're ready to build a new legacy of black economic achievement, go to bankgreenwood.com slash EYL and sign up to be a part of the new Greenwood community. That's bankgreenwood.com slash EYL. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Civilizations take hundreds of years, thousands of years to build. This is what we build and we build in a civilization. That's so right. first we got to civilize the people to even build a civilization. Then we have to educate the people. So now that the people is actually becoming civilized, now we have to educate them. And then the next step is actually building on a higher level. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, per the I mean, and it's, it's ironic that we got nipped behind us, but that that really what you just explained is the marathon. Yeah. And so if we, it, we don't know what mile, we, we might be at mile two, right? Mm -hmm. And we may not make it to the 26.2, but we're gonna carry that that baton until I we get back to somebody. Quantum leap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We might we might go from mile two to mile fifteen. We might not finish yeah. it, but we expedited the experience for everybody while we were here. And I also want to give ourselves a lot more credit. You know, I'm always tough on us because I know the standard that we should have based on our potential that we're not executing that. But at the same time, we are people who face so many different things that's against us and we still find a way to succeed and start to operate at the highest level. And what we've done so far is a showcasing of our brilliance. And what we're gonna do next is the utilization of systems. And once we learn how to properly control our brilliance and put it into systems, there's nobody on the planet earth, there's no system, there will be no thing that can stop the rise of the empire. You understand me? And that empire is this new culture that we go create with like-minded individuals. And those who control the world now planned this 100 years ago, right? So for me, I don't have to see everything coming to fruition in my lifetime. Yeah. You understand me? But if I know that the work that I do 100%, I have no doubt and in inclination on my soul that it's going to have an impact to where it reverberates and create that vision that's in mm -hmm. my head. And the most powerful thing that we have as a people is our collective mental energy and imagination. Mm -hmm. Because if we can all collectively imagine it, and oftentimes we don't put enough in our heads to produce in our realities. You understand me? We have so many images that's detrimental to our success. So when we give birth to those images, it's just a recreation of this oppression that we face on a daily basis. So I love to understand the depths of the problem, but I also have to understand the depths of the solution because we have the power right now. So we will be 100% the most main disruptive factor when he's talking about the world stage and what will happen in the future. Cause it ain't going to be nothing that can stop us. That energy is impossible to stop. Once it's in that ether, it creates a new world. That's it. And where's the One more question. Oh, uh, no, nah, in the words, I'm, 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 I'm going to end it for keys. And since it's an Oakland thing, right. And that's one of my favorite pop quotes, right? He said, I won't change the world, but I guarantee you that I'll spark the mind. That's that a will. fact. 100%. And so that's what this is about. Um, Real quick, before we go, Ernest, just want to let you know about a great choice 
If you're looking to bank or invest, Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service, innovative financial solutions, and our relentlessly focus on doing it right for both customers and our community. So get with Ally so you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you for everything we need. We are all better off with an Ally. Shout out to our Ally in, in this, this, this space of exporting financial information, 19 Keys. High level conversation, Classes. another one. We we run four four hours of high level conversation. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, we 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 always high appreciate. Level. Can't wait to get Ian on the show. Yeah, yeah, that's coming, man. Crazy. Whenever you need me, bring the leather jacket. <laughs> and the I'm gonna I'm bring you a bat too. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna have wire wrapped on it. You understand me? <laughs> tell tell the people about Lucilla's what you got. thirsty. Tell people about what you got going on your podcast. And yeah. all of everything that you got going on. Um, so right now, my book. My physical copy of my book just came out for all those that want to get one. Get you 10, get 10 copies, get 10, at least. Crazy, share it with the people. Uh, this guide is a quick way to go ahead and reprogram your mind to be able to tap in. You understand me? Um, I made it very simple, simple steps that you can do on a daily basis. You understand me? To lock in and just change the way that you see and move and operate in the world. Um, and then at the same time, you know, we got the partnership with High Level Conversations with EYL Network. And we're going to be number one very soon. Soon as you Fact. like, subscribe, and comment, pushes up those charts. Shows beautiful, too. <laughs> Man, thank you, brother. I yeah, appreciate beautiful. that. You understand me? Um, we got a lot of special guests that's coming. Our next one is going to be Mike Rashid. We're going to have some heavy Mike. man talk, some real masculinity I power. It's going to be a different kind of conversation. You understand me? On the high stage, it's going to be beautiful and eloquent. Um, and then click the link in the bio. I got something special for everybody. You click there. You understand me? I'm going to make sure that everybody got this information. But because Ian asked me to give y'all something, I'm going to make sure this is what I want you to do on a daily when it comes to this space. When you're done doing your morning ritual and you're ready to tap into the world, go to Google daily, type in crypto, NFTs, or metaverse. That Google is where every one of these media platforms get their information from, and it comes out first. So they get it, then they create content around it, right? So if you want to be first of what's going on, instead of reacting to the news, go to Google first. You understand me? Um, I would say get you a list of 20 books. You understand me? Try to read at least three chapters per day in those books to get your mind straight. I would say three hours of video. If you can get that in on a daily basis or podcast so you can listen to audio, there are some great podcasts out there. Um, I would say two articles per day. So read two articles to keep you up on current events. So you're making sure that your knowledge is current. Go on Twitter and least read at least one thread. There's so much condensed information in this thread. I don't think you need to have too much competing information in your head when it comes to that thread. Um, and then, of course, join a community, whether it's a free community or something that you pay for to get inside a course. You understand me? And I think you will be great with an understanding. Um, look up Helium, WorldCoin and what Solano's partnership and who they partner in the, in the gaming space and what that means. If you want to start, you know, understanding places to look for investments at. You understand me? Um, and join Infinite Wealth Strategies. Click the link in the bio. We got something special for everybody. There you have you it. Understand me? You understand me? Understand that. You overstand me. And you know the crowns is here. We crowning everybody. That's, you know what I'm talking about? That's a fact. Hello. That's a fact. Don't forget Market Mondays Live. Oh, bro. Last but not least, we building the tech incubator. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We spoke about that on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um. So 19 Keys, EYL, tech incubator, Web 3.0. We're going to bring the brightest minds from the community. Um and development of web 3.0 nfts uh all of that stuff is going to be a really really dope situation and taking the education to a whole different level of implementation and opportunity as well yeah 
And um, yeah. So we're going to have an email set up, Telegram, Discord. You understand me? So that everybody can be a part of those who in the Web3 space want to build, whether you want to teach, you understand me, or you have businesses, you want to partner brands, whatever it is. We're going to have an email that everybody can send everything to. You understand me? Uh, we're looking for people that want jobs and want to partner and want to build with us in this space because our goal is to take over. Last but not least, I just want to say something about my brother Ian. My brother Ian is doing an amazing job when it comes to the culture and giving people this financial intelligence. And I think that uh, a lot of people appreciate them, but a lot of people take it for granted because it's consistent. You understand me? I've never met a brother like that that has the knowledge at such a high level. He should be working, not working, but owning a billion dollar hedge fund. You understand me? Um, with the knowledge that he have and the consistency and the way that he breaks it down. And I believe, my brother, you've operated in the space so many years doing it on your own. You understand me that this is new to I'll do it on my own doing my team. Yeah, with the team. team. You understand me? But now yeah. you're on the platform and the world sees it. And so you go get a lot of critique and a lot of criticism, but that just lets you know you're successful with it. You understand me? I made money off Ian. Not off him, but with Ian. You know what I'm going to say it like that. Partnership. I made money with and brotherhood. Yeah, you know I mean, Rashad and Bilal. But I, I really want to. <laughs> Rashad and Bilal. I keep saying it's this. Rashad, friend. Bilal, and Troy Millis. So I, 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 I really want personal that injury, to be understood, man, attorneys. because everybody act like it's a competition out here. And it ain't no competition. And it no ain't even that it's collaboration. It just, it ain't no competition. Yeah. That's the energy. Amongst the greats, there's, there's no competition. Everybody when I, looks when I walk with my brothers, I really rock with them. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? And that's the end of that. So if, if you take the information and he getting you some knowledge and then, you know, whatever price you got to pay to get in tapped into the community, pay that and shut up. But, it, but it's, it's here no, for free. You know who I'm talking to. I ain't talking to the people per se. I'm talking to the detractors and everybody that's got something to say when you out here saving and helping this many people we, on a consistent are, and daily basis. Because I done been in the streets. You could choose violence. You could choose silence. <laughs> you understand me? But you choose to step out there in front of the people and give them the value. You understand me? So it should be nothing but praises, awards, and flowers being given that way and protection. You understand me? I shouldn't see nobody in the comment agreeing with some sucker shit going on. So I just I wanted to that put that out in the ether. You understand me? These my brothers. I rock with them 100%. Thank you for having me on Market Mondays. There you Sounds have it. I appreciate, choice, I, I appreciate you said that um, they don't appreciate it because it's consistent. That's that's very insightful. Very insightful. Uh, Market Mondays live, Houston. We are coming next month. Click the link in the description. Uh, click the link that's pinned. Um, it's going to sell out quick. You get a, a year membership to Stock Club and a bunch of other bonuses. If you are in attendance, it's going to be a vibe. 2,500 people in Houston, Texas. We're going to have surprises, giveaways. It's going to be everything. It's going to be the rodeo on steroids. Part two. Part two. Um, shout out to everybody in L.A. Had a great time out there. Super safe. Shout out to y'all. Listen, I, I'm not gonna say <laughs> <laughs> when these drop. Definitely super safe. <laughs> shout out to Hollywood to the the fire. No, nah, no, nah, seriously, super seriously. <laughs> shout out to everybody that was tapped in. It was a uh I, I would say one of our most legendary runs that we've had thus far out on the West Coast. Shout out to everybody that made sure we were super safe. Um, from our driver, uh Dave Gross, the security. Shout out to the so a security team, uh, our revolt team. Shout out to Tima and uh, Fascani for holding us down. Um, and shout out to, to to Sean Finney, man. He was the executive producer of the Academy Awards last night. And uh, obviously we saw what happened. But <laughs> first time that uh, a black man yeah, was in charge fact. of it. And he hired uh, Will Packer uh, and Shay to, to produce it. So it was, it was a black uh, affair. So shout out to him. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more of that. Um, yeah, man. L.A. was incredible. Incredible. We got a lot of legendary content. When I say legendary, 
I really mean legendary. We had some. Let up off that stick. Y'all I mean, y'all, y'all only y'all saw maybe the clips and y'all saw some of the pictures, but the conversations and the amount of information that is going to be shared in the next few weeks. I know April is financial literacy month, so we're going to be dropping just bombs. April is financial literacy. It is. It is. It is. And so season two on the way, assets over liabilities. There you have it. Yeah. Going to be amazing. They won't say it because they're going to be humble, right? <laughs> and I'm working on my humility as well. They have not let up. They're they not resting because they got the Steve interview. I, this high note was amazing. I hadn't talked to them since Wednesday. I Man, said, on my mom's. Y'all cool. <laughs> yeah. You was they out was there. In LA. Toy, they were so busy. I ain't connect. I'm just seeing hey, Martin pictures. You understand me? Back Every day I'm seeing I said, Oh, oh he on? got five of them back to back. Like imagine <laughs> if somebody dropped all eyes on me, life after death. Wu-Tang FaceTime me in the powder room. room. I said, this brother here, man. Make a, make a, uh, make a <laughs> shout out to the man. What's going on? Boy. His assistant answered the phone, said, is this Mr. Keys? I said, make pass the man a phone. Shout out to the team. Shout out to Yogi. What up? Yeah, B, what up for capturing the yeah. content, man? <laughs> Appreciate everybody that tapped in, man. Yeah. Red Panda Family Stock Club call at 930. Love you guys. Dude. I'm proud of y'all for, for the lineup y'all got coming. Nah, it's yeah. all good, man. Yeah. Shout out to everybody that came out tonight. 9,200 people. We peaked that. I would say sold a million records. Now you have for me, but that's not even a quarter. Yeah. The numbers we putting up, <laughs> it's not even a quarter. Red Panda Club, because y'all Nobody make sure bigger. that Ian comes to high-level conversations. Tell me when you need me. I can come next week, Tuesday. Come on, what you need? I got you. You got a rider, whatever you need, bro. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not for you. Not for you. I'm good. Send the rider over. Whatever you need, I have a leather jacket set up for you. You understand me? <laughs> well, we, we can do it next Monday if you want to. You want to do it in LA? Y'all, y'all heard what he said. Let me check my schedule. That right now, is, let's do it right now. The fourth, yeah, we solid. Oh no, my, my guy David coming to town. He's gonna kill me. Let's do okay. it that that Thursday for sure. Okay. All right, as far so as that that thing. Thursday, that's the seven. Yeah, we will make it happen. Bet. Um, Yo, the production team is here. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, y'all. The biggest ever. The 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 word on the street is that too big to fail, man. Market Mondays, cultural phenomenon. Earn your leisure, cultural phenomenon. Shout out to Nineteen Keys. Shout out to Master Investor. Shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to EYL University. Shout out to Red Panda. Um, shout out to Infinite Wealth Strategies. You know, it's just. Keep going, keep pushing the culture yeah. forward. The rail, the rail will always prevail. <laughs> no matter what, the Fat rail will jumps. always prevail. Shout, shout out to the network too. Shout out to, to JP Morgan, Citadel Goldman. That fun thing we talk about is gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kudos to the big boys. And shout out to all the earners, man. Shout out to all the earners that uh pulled up on us every time we go outside. You know, we we really outside. A lot of people say they outside, but when we go outside, we never see them. We really outside, and so are our earners. So shout out to all y'all for showing love and not only showing love, but spreading the word about this financial revolution that's being televised and monetized. So we appreciate y'all. Love is love, y'all. Jen. Sean, check out Sean tomorrow. My brother, Honorable. Sean Poe, and we back on YouTube at 8 o'clock hey, on Wednesday at Live talking about credit. I got a whole verse where I spit like Let's Sean. Go. Do it. Yeah, let, let me hear it. Put that right now. That's Sean impersonation fire. Death before dishonor. <laughs> Sean, Sean said Sean said it in 2000. It was death before dishonor. We asked him, he said, and it still is. That's my favorite part of the interview. He said he's on a double XL. He did 10 years for standing on integrity. And we asked him in the interview, Mm. he said death before dishonor on the double XL cover. He said, and and it still is. Yeah. That's the reason when he wins, he's going to be, he's going to be the people that love him so much. Boy, his reign going to be amazing. I did, I did a little piece of it in an interview tomorrow. So you'll hear it there, but then we got footage of like the whole, um, 
Barrett and Levy, like bad boys thing. Like that was used to be my guy. That I mean, still integrity is my guy. before celebrity. That before that. the song. That before. Yeah. The- Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.